This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live, where my mic is way too loud. Hold on, check, 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 check. My wrote check what too. When I when I do the uh, when I have special graphics, I have a different project, and uh, not everything's the same as my usual project. Welcome, welcome. I got to break out the uh, election graphics I used back in November. We are indeed going to rate your bingo card. I'm going to put it up on the screen for everybody. Going to uh, let them be able to get their, their bingo card ready for tonight's State of the Union address. This is the reason we came on about five minutes early, so I can go ahead, get the commercials out of the way, make sure that you will not get commercials while Biden starts to speak. Nine o'clock. We're going to find out what that news be doing for about an hour beforehand. I'm going to give you updates on stories like Turkey, the train derailment in Ohio, uh, the Memphis Police Department. We're going to hear John Cornyn uh, bitch about Joe Biden. It was a sham perpetrated by the woke mob left, indeed. The first thing, the first thing is I'm going to have to get a little high. You know, I'm not high enough for this shit. Medio inch. My beautiful friend, I am so happy to see you. Uh, at 9 o'clock, we're going to be taking Joe Biden for the State of the Union address. That usually lasts about an hour, hour 15. And then uh, we're going to go to C-SPAN. C-SPAN usually does live call-ins. Aunt, clinically, Lord Locke. So glad to see all of you. Warlord, always a pleasure. Clinically, clinically been in here since like fucking 7.30. Clinically is excited for the fucking State of the Union. Voodoo, good evening. (laughs) Got electrolytes, plants crave. Got what plants crave. I haven't, uh, God, I haven't watched Idiocracy in years. I think Bush was still president when I watched Idiocracy. Don't king shame you. <laughs> okay, so this is this is your oh shit. This is the wrong screen. This is my uh, Discord. This is your bingo card for the State of the Union tonight, Warlord? You got a link for that? Have you have you got it up on Imager or something? If you made this, did you did you? Put it up on Imager. You got a link. Let everybody uh, let everybody in on this. God, ev- all of this is gonna get uh, helping Americans. No, nah. I mean, maybe a platitude. That ain't gonna actually get get mentioned. God's gonna get mentioned uh, many a times. Justin is high. Justin is high. Well, everyone can go ahead and put a dot in the center of their bingo card. What'd you say? What'd you say about schools? Infrastructure, border, Ukraine. COVID will probably not get mentioned. If I had to guess. The the president is not going to mention COVID. 
They're going to do their best to to avoid mentioning COVID. Is it like last year they treated it like it was over? The Chinese spy balloon. Now that one's I'm I'm interested in your guys's take. Will they mention the the China spy balloon? It would have had to have probably worked it into... I would say the State of the Union speech has been almost finalized for a week or two at least. Maybe the speechwriters went back in and um, finagled it a little bit. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they'll mention the Chinese spy balloon. Does Biden consider his handling of the Chinese spy balloon to be good? The Republicans certainly don't. That's for sure. Ah, but let's find out what that news be doing. We don't have a lot of time. By the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene presided over the House today or yesterday, and apparently this really flipped some people out. But we got news. We got to find out what that news be doing real fast before we get to Biden, because you know me. I get off topic a lot. Okay, okay. You guys remember last night when we had the dude in the Discord. And I asked him how much a single person can get a month in food stamps. When I was talking to him last night... I thought he said $1,000. I guess I had already started laughing... I guess I had already started laughing and didn't hear that he said $1,869. That is how much that dumbass thought people get in food stamps a month. $1,869. Uh, actually, see, okay, on the on the stream, I looked it up, and it was $194 was the max. The average was like $126. More than 10 times clinically. But in California, I would say it's a little bit higher. So the I, I looked up the actual federal program, and the actual federal max is 260 That's possible that he saw what people were getting in a year. But I mean, it's still not uh, not helping the cause that uh, that he was upset about me calling right-wingers morons. So several of you asked me to make sure I clipped that. I did indeed clip it. It's 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 on the YouTube. I even I even made a TikTok, a little <laughs> a little 1-minute version. Uh, once again, we got to find out what that news be doing here real fast. Uh, let's go to the Syria-Turkey border. Holy shit. The death toll now over 7,000. And it's going to continue to rise for days to come. Heart fucking breaking. This morning, enormous devastation in Turkey and Syria. A massive 7.8 magnitude earthquake striking overnight. Terrifying video shows the moment a building starts to collapse. 
I thought this was an updated report. Streets flattened. People desperately digging out survivors in a country already devastated by war. Many of those affected refugees. Well, don't spoil it for us, Lord Locke. Thousands. Hundreds of buildings collapsed. The epicenter of the quake in the Turkish city of Karaman Maras, near the border with Syria. The most powerful earthquake to strike Turkey since 1939. But nine hours later, as rescue workers searched for survivors, a second earthquake. This one, 7.5 magnitude, 80 miles from the first. TV cameras capturing it as it brings down a building. Turkey's President Erdogan saying this is the worst disaster his country has faced since the 1939 earthquake, which killed 30,000. Rescue workers hampered by bad weather, those left homeless facing cold and in some places snow. The U.S. State Department overnight issuing a statement saying President Biden has directed U.S. aid and other federal government partners to assess U.S. response. Good evening. Dozens of other countries offering aid as frantic efforts to save lives continue. This is one of the most powerful earthquakes to strike Turkey and Syria in a century, and Syria in particular is poorly equipped to deal with the aftermath. Patrick Reval, ABC News, London. So the story was updated with 7200, but that was an older video. Search teams and aid poured into Turkey and Syria on Tuesday as rescuers working in freezing, temp freezing temperatures and sometimes using their bare hands dug through the remains of buildings flattened by a powerful earthquake. The death toll soared above 7,200 and still expected to rise. Erdogan is definitely a piece of shit. I mean, I didn't want to say that. didn't want to get all political in the middle of a natural disaster like this. Disaster still brewing in Palestine, Ohio. Residents worried about going home. Toxic gas from the train filling the air. Here's the latest. Details tonight in that fiery train derailment in eastern Ohio. Just hours ago, the fire chief there in East Palestine gave an update on the cleanup efforts. After that train carrying dangerous chemicals crashed, the cars are no longer burning. Four have been moved and no one has been injured in this entire event. So, Okay, so if, if the fire has been extinguished, it looks like we're not going to get an explosion. They spent yesterday releasing the chemicals in a controlled manner to try to prevent an explosion. So it looks like maybe the worst is behind us. So far, people there haven't received the green light to go back home. Reporter Lydia Espara caught up. I believe they've avoided it going boom. feels betrayed by the city and the railway. From miles away, you can see and hear the explosion in East Palestine. It looked like a black mushroom in the air. I'm worried about like anything in the air. I'm worried about the kids, you know, of course, it's very worrisome. Cindy Leboy is the general manager of Coco's Pizza in Poland. Order for Jenny. And while she is 15 miles from the train derailment, she has taken orders from folks who came here to evacuate. It brings a lot of people into this area as well. All of our hotels are starting to get booked up. They are booked to capacity. Clinically makes a very good point. The workers that had to clean that shit up are probably going to face health issues in the coming years. War Machine, good evening. That we won't even know about from inhaling the fumes. 
Who knows what the effects should some of those chemicals leak into the water table in these towns? We we could see cancer rates go up in the children in the coming years. Including at this Hampton Inn in Boardman. Lisa Fulton is an evacuee ordering pizza. Okay, thank you. She lives right near the tracks. When we looked out the window, we could see right where the fire that the cars were like on fire kept on going down the tracks. She left on Friday, went home on Saturday, and left again on Sunday. Initially, Fulton said they were told to evacuate as a precaution, not to expect something like this to ever happen. Who knows when we'll go back, I said, because it's never going to be the same again. Now, we asked the EPA about air quality concerns, and we were told the agency is getting real-time updates, and so they have not detected any concerning levels of any chemical contaminant. We don't have any evidence that there was malfeasance in any way. But I can't imagine that this couldn't be chalked up to companies skipping out on proper maintenance and inspection. Overworked workers. Uh, probably hauling too many train cars. Hauling, hauling more cars than the, the train is actually able to handle safely in order to maximize profits. I am sure that played into this in some way. There was a mechanical failure of some sorts on one of the, on one of the carts. But that was preliminary and very vague. Of course, no matter what happened and no matter what the cause, mechanical failure happened. That's, that's indeed what happened to the train. Let's go to Memphis. We're going to talk about police brutality for just a moment. Cicero, good evening. Yes, ironic that this comes just weeks after Joe Biden and Congress stepped in to force workers to take a contract the unions take a contract with railroad companies. Quick hit down in Memphis. And now to the latest on the investigation into the death of Tyree Nichols. Several more Memphis police officers could face departmental administrative charges. Now, City of Memphis Chief Legal Officer told ABC 24 those charges for policy violations could come this week for seven officers. Now, that number includes an unidentified officer who had been reported as relieved of duty on January 30th. She now, said duty. To know, these are not criminal charges. Those would have to come through the DA's office or the feds. This would make a total of 13 officers at a minimum who could face discipline so far during the ongoing investigation. At a minimum. Don't think we weren't keeping count when we were watching those uh, videos that the Memphis Police Department released. Apparently 200 more hours exist that we have not seen. 
I said it when we were watching the videos. I knew they only released what they wanted us to see. They tried to take the video that existed and weave a narrative. And what they released didn't make them look good. We hit the content warning for this, but I think everybody is going to cheer. I think I, I, I think everybody is going to like this one. Uh, I think everybody is going to be shocked by the story, but also enjoy it. This is this is this is fucked. I I don't even know. I don't even know what to fluffy uh, afro, fluffy afro, my friend. Thank you for being a freaking follower. You came here just in time to hear that pedophile Edward Leclerc killed himself in a courtroom by drinking sodium nitro free <laughs> Yeah, speaking of pedophile, this motherfucker came in here talking about free Andrew Tate. <laughs> Oof. That's almost as funny as the dude telling me people get $1,800 a month in food stamps last night. Yeah, go ahead. Boot him. Well, I mean, thank you for that, though, because, like, I might clip this for YouTube, and I really fucked up the intro introing this story so that gives me a chance to do it again gonna hit the content warning for this one but I <laughs> haze maker good evening I need a little like after this story we're gonna make a little more haze we hit the content warning for this one but I, I think everybody's gonna enjoy this I think everybody's going to uh think this is a a positive a net positive in the world pedophile edward leclerc killed himself in a courtroom by drinking sodium nitrate after the jury found him guilty of child sexual assault last year how are we just now finding out about this how is this a, a today story edward leclerc 57 downed a cloudy liquid from a water bottle as he was found guilty of child sexual assault charges in August of 2022. Medical examiner has found he drank a lethal amount of sodium nitrate and his manner of death was ruled a suicide. He later collapsed in his cell and was taken to the hospital where he died. A sex offender who died after downing a cloudy liquid uh, from a water bottle in a Texas courtroom after being found guilty of sexually assaulting a child ingested a lethal amount of sodium nitrate. Oh, I guess the medical examiner just found this out. The Tarrant County Medical Examiner's Office told Daily Mail on Tuesday that the manner in which LeClaire died was suicide and his cause of death was the toxic effects of sodium nitrate. LeClaire uh, had been facing five counts of child sexual assault against one victim accused of raping a girl between 13 and 17 years old five times. 2016 to 2018. First assistant attorney Jamie Beck from the Denton County District Attorney's Office said at the time that initially the situation had been normal, but when Leclerc 
When LeClaire heard that he had been found guilty on the first count, he grabbed his bottle and chugged the cloudy liquid as he was found guilty on the other four counts. Do we have video of this? I want video. It wasn't like he was just taking sips of water. He was literally throwing it back, so to speak. Jose Alberto Perez loved football and what dancing the? with his sister and jumping in his mother's arms. We don't he want to hear about Jose Perez. Now he's under bouquets of white flowers. We want this video. That's not it. Video of a Spirit Airline agent. God damn it. Surveillance video taken from inside the Denton County Court building shows LeClaire purchasing the water from a vending machine in the courthouse around 7 a.m. You have the video. Prosecutors believe that as jurors deliberated for three and a half hours, LeClaire, who was out on bond, put the chemical... He was out on bond? LeClaire had worked as a corporate recruiter for years before he lost his job during the pandemic. LeClaire's lawyer, Mike Howard, told the New York Times that when his client realized that he could face up to 100 years in prison, he said, I think he made the decision to do what he did at the last moment. He waited another 30 seconds. He would have been in the sheriff's custody and not had access to the bottled water. He wouldn't have been able to, so, you know, I think he knew. Blair has worked as a corporate recruiter for years. He described his client as normal and said that during the trial he was taking notes, answering questions, and engaged in the legal proceeding. I wanted video, and that's the whole reason. Uh, and now they're talking about other people who have died by ingesting sodium nitrate. I wanted, to, I wanted to see the pedophile do it. It seems to exist, but does it exist on the internet? Uh, it was like at least five counts of rape. They found guilty of sexually assaulting a child. That's all the Daily Mail says. Five counts of child sexual assault. Oh, yeah. Did you miss that part clinically? <laughs> oh, well. Is, is there video in this? I don't think there is. I'm on a wild goose chase here. I want the video. <sighs> That's what I'm thinking. And like. Thank you, kind of, because, like... I... I, I don't know. I, I got nothing. Like, it's like, I had fun with this story. I didn't... It, it wasn't tragic. The, the tragedy is the young lady... The girl in the story who was the victim. That's a tragedy. She should have never had to go through that in order for me to get the 
Schadenfreude and the pleasure in reading that story to you. I should I should have never had to read the story because the the offense should have never taken place. Uh, speaking of sexual assault, I would like to go one day, one day, without talking about George Santos. So he sent his staffers out to face off with angry constituents. And this Rick Ross looking motherfucker over here. I've had my I've had my eye on him. Yeah, if you if you didn't join us in the last couple of nights, he's now been accused of uh, sexual assault by one of his former staffers. But that dude is not like that dude's not a savory individual either. Where's my clips? There we go. Our constituents knocking on his door. Bezer. Fox. Hi. Hey, hi. So, I'm Casey. Um, I am a constituent from New York State District on Long Island. These are many of my fellow constituents and some press. Hi. Hi. Just- hi. hi. Today to drop off a petition we've been collecting signatures on. So I'm here with concerning citizens of New York Three as well and Courage for America. And we are encouraging rep guests as you know the leader of the ethics committee to make sure George Santos. That statement measure that Santos tells the truth just like Trump. I don't know how to take that. Uh, you could take that several ways. One of them would be a brilliant fucking joke, and I hope that's the way you meant it. Our congressperson is properly investigated. We are really concerned about his lies, really concerned about his behavior, and we want a vote to expel him. Phoebe, good evening. Please. Coming up in about 40 minutes, we're going to get the State of the Union. We find out what that news be doing real fast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Good job. Thank you. Um, All right, let's keep going down the stairs. Keep going, going. Who else you gonna harass? No, now, now, when I said harass, I did not mean that in. A, I meant that in the in the nicest way possible. I am encouraging them. I absolutely love it when people kick authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. What we try to do around here. Find out, won't we? Hi, right, guys. Oh my Hi. God. Sorry, a little bit of space. Guys, space, space, space. Is this the petition you're doing? Space. Well, I'll take another cup. Guys, space, space. Make some room. Make some room. You know, we just want to make it clear that we're here. Concerned citizens of New York. Thank God, Mezer. I love you. Love you. I I was thinking that's the way you meant it. We want him to respond to us. We sent over you know 50 different meeting requests and did not hear a response back. Okay. He's our representative. He sure. needs to represent us. You're subversive. I like it. That's your representative. Can he come? Hello. Where is he? 
That's a sick tie. That okay, okay. Like I've given this dude a lot of shit, but like every time I've seen him, he's been fucking styling. <laughs> the dude, the dude, fucking looks good. That beard is well trimmed. He he is well put together. That tie is awesome. That suit is awesome. I love the uh, what the double breasted vest. I probably wouldn't more wouldn't have wore white. I probably would have tried to do like a, a pastel, maybe try to match the color of the amoeba in his tie. But that's just me because I don't really I don't like white shirts. I don't like wearing white shirts. That's just a that's just a me thing. Dude is styling now. Beyond that, he is working for a lying sack of shit. He wants to represent us. As I told you outside, we'll make sure this gets your representative. Kind of not what I expected him to sound like. His constituents want to speak to him. We've emailed. Can George come out? And we got no answer. Can George come out to play? Excuse me. Space. Make some space. Make some space. Space in the hallway. Space in the hallway. Is that Virgil, Texas? Did we just find Virgil, Texas? Is he working for, for George Santos? Makes perfect sense. Paisley. Paisley. Fair enough. I would would wear a Paisley shirt. Constituents, yet you didn't respond to any of our emails. We came from New York, CD3, to DC to speak with him. And where is he? He won't even speak with us. He won't meet with us, did not answer us. He's nowhere. This is not a representative. Not we accepted. deserve better. We demand better. Yeah. This What's is unacceptable. Position? Integrity matters. Say yes. How can Integrity he represent matters. us if he hides from us? Say what you said again. Oh, the ice. Who knows? <laughs> no, but we came, like, as I said earlier, we came all the way from New York. Mm -hmm. He said 142,000 people voted for him. Now he's ignoring those 142,000 people. He won't answer emails. He won't answer phone calls. Even exactly. when he's back. There's a lot of you. There's not 142,000. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm bad at math. God damn it. Oh, man. As I said, this is a different project. I don't even, I don't even have math ready to go. Oh. I gotta load up Scott Steiner. <laughs> Numbers be hard to do. You take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. Probably really loud. I gotta make adjustments to it. I couldn't even hear it. I gotta go turn the monitor on so I can hear. Yeah, we're going to try this again. There's not 142,000 of you. I'm bad at math, but pretty sure I'm right on this You take one. your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. Angle knows he can't beat me. Once again, I am I am encouraging these people to kick authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. I'm all about going to Washington and harassing politicians. Do not think that I was dismissive of them when I because I, I felt like I sounded dismissive. I felt like I sounded really dismissive. I don't want to. 
let's do this. Let's do this. Like I'm, I'm kind of like I've got things in different sections, and like we'll see what time it is when I get to this. We'll see. I think I have time to do this section of stories that I want. This is what I get for trying to play a mediate. Keep your eye on this uh, representative Anna Paulina Luna. She's going to be one of the stars in the Republican Party in the, in the coming years. Said clearly, we don't have a white supremacy issue. Play you her comments. I believe th this was from yesterday. Okay, I just want to close out with this because I know that it, we're limited on time here. For any member of this House of Representatives advocating to defund Border Patrol and ICE, not only are you complicit in engaging in aiding and abetting traffickers, but you are hurting minority children at Boardwalk, that. Boardwalk, have a fantastic evening. Can you please tell me, are a majority... I'll go ahead and give me one of these. Go ahead, light one up. Okay, Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. We are about 30 minutes away from the State of the Union. We'll probably take it about uh, 10 minutes early. Uh, Washington okay, Post will have coverage. Okay, just... You shut up. <laughs> Once again, this is Representative Anna Polina Luna from Florida, a rising star in the Republican Party, I guarantee okay, I you. I just want to close out with this because I know that it, we're limited on time here. For any member of this House of Representatives advocating to defund Border Patrol and ICE, not only are you complicit in engaging in aiding and abetting traffickers, but you are hurting minority children at that. And with my final question, can you please tell me, are a majority of Border Patrol agents white or Hispanic? Ma'am, my understanding is the majority of Border Patrol agents are Hispanic. And as I've stated earlier, it, yes, you know, of a skinhead. most of them are either first-generation migrants or, or migrants themselves. I will close with this. Clearly, we don't have a white supremacy history in this country. Clearly, it's an illegal immigration one. I thank you guys for your service, and please... We don't have a white supremacy issue because most of the Border Patrol agents are Hispanic. Be very clear. She asked that of a white man with a with a very bald head, a very mm, kind of look about him. But I would counter that with you know. Last night we saw the stories of the neo-Nazi group that was trying to attack uh, power substations, and then. I would also counter this with uh, members of her own party doing shit like this. A North Dakota Republican's ties revealed to a white nationalist church that inspired uh, a, Olympic, a Olympic bomber, Eric Reed. Newly elected North Carolina Republican is active in a white nationalist church for Olympic bomber, Eric Rudolph. Oh, did I say Reed? Eric Rudolph. I struggled on that one. 
A newly elected North Carolina Republican is active in a white nationalist church where Olympic bomber Eric Rudolph was radicalized. State Representative uh, Donna Henderson, who was elected with a slate of Donald Trump-aligned populist legislators, has extensive ties to the Church of Israel and its notorious founder's family, according to the Jamestown Sun columnist Rob Port. Henderson has six children with her husband Paul Henderson, a longtime conservative activist who has served in local and regional leadership positions for the state GOP. Media posts show three of her sons have married women from Shell City, Missouri, a tiny town that's home to the Church of Israel. All three women have ties to the church and its private K-12 Christian Heritage Academy. And two of church founder Don Gaiman's daughters expressed support for Henderson's campaign on social media. Gaiman has long been an influential white nationalist and has appeared at gatherings organized by Christian identity groups with Richard Butler, the founder of the Aryan Nation's white supremacist group. Rudolph, who was convicted of the deadly 1996 Olympic bombings, spent time at Gaiman's church, according to both their family members, and his time there shaped his extremist political views. We don't have we don't have a white supremacy problem. We don't have a white supremacy problem. Um, I would say there's also a good mix of Christian nationalism in there because the supremacy doesn't just limit itself to racial lines. They also like to target groups like the LGBTQ community. Word of the day the other day was demagoguery. Missouri GOP goes a step further than Florida. Proposes the most extreme don't say gay bill. Missouri State Senator Mike Moon. Master race Mike Moon over here. I I gotta hand it to him though. That's a that's a banging mustache. Lenny, good evening. The banging mustache, but I mean... Oh, also, Emmerich, I think you snuck in here on me. Good evening. Kind of a doofus-looking guy. Just saying. Missouri State Senator Mike Moon is pushing a... And Mike Moon's kind of a cool name. Mike Moon. Pushing a bill that would ban all Missouri school staffers from engaging in... Server McGritty! You, you, you wanted to come and hear about Mike Moon pushing a bill that would ban all Missouri school. You like the way I just go from just complete nonsense, like joking around to like, oh, pushing a bill. It's going to ban all Missouri school staffers from engaging in discussions around gender identity and sexual orientation. This is a fucking serious story about the fucking fascism. I should be outraged and not making jokey jokes. My apologies. It would ban Missouri school staffers from engaging in discussions around gender identity and sexual orientation with exceptions for licensed medical health providers who have permission from parents or guardians. Proposed bill which mirrors Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' don't say gay bill but takes it a step further would prohibit discussions for all grade levels through high school. Florida's bill only includes kindergarten through third grade. 
Executive Director of the LGBTQ Rights Advocacy Group, Promo Missouri, Katie Urker-Lynch, told Springfield News Leader the legislation follows the lead of Florida's bill, but does so with broader impact and implications than any other law across all 50 states. The organization referred to Moon's bill as the most extreme don't-say-gay bill in the United States. I don't like what's going on around here. Not too happy about this shit. Brought up Ron DeSantis in the last story. Ron DeSantis got really upset at Disney World, of all places. Like, you shouldn't bite the hand that feeds you. Ron DeSantis. The state, what would the state of Florida be without Disney World? And I'm, I'm being serious. It would would the, would it have been even developed the way it has been, or would it still be swamp? I'm I'm, I'm being serious. Like, what would Florida be without Disney World? Not just that, but the money that it brings into the economy, its GDP is like, now Florida is far more diversified, but I, I would say that all of the tourism that built up around it is kind of a result of Disney World. Without Disney World, I don't think everything else would have fallen into place the way it has in Florida. And that's an oversimplification. There's there there was a lot of stuff going on in Florida. There were a lot of developers rushing to uh, uh, make the beachside property as livable as possible, make it a getaway for rich people. That is literally what Florida was originally created for. But in terms of Florida having a a economic impact in the country, in terms of their population. I don't think everything would have built up around Orlando without Disney World being there. So I would say this is Ron DeSantis biting the hand that feeds him. Joey, good evening. Wanting to take control of the Disney District. We'll return to work in Tallahassee today for the second day of a special session. This morning, we now know the details of one of the you, you say a ghost town, but would there even be a town there clinically? As, as, I, as I understand it, there was no Orlando before Disney World. It, like That's what I'm saying. Like One is the cause of the other. But Florida wants to take back control and... What this means for those of you, I, I, I would assume the, the local news story is going to go into it, but there's a special carve out for Disney where they basically have their own police force, their own sewer. Uh, they control all the like the municipality shit 
of the grounds of Disney and then like miles, there's like a circumference around it that they also control because like they knew they wanted to expand. <laughs> so they bought like acres and acres and acres of land when there was like fucking nothing there. But they they run the municipality that Disney sits on. <laughs> the the state does like they're their own little city. They're kind of like the Vatican is the best way to to provide you with an analogy. Biggest issues being talked about. The bill to change Disney's Reedy Creek Improvement District. New Six's Mark Layman's been looking into the proposal and joins us now live from Disney this morning. Mark, the biggest change would be who appoints board members. Yes, the current board was chosen by Disney because it owns nearly 98% of the land in Reedy Creek. Under this new bill, that control over appointing the board would shift into the governor's hands. Basically, it's about changing who controls this Reedy Creek Improvement District. Historian Richard Fogelsong reacting to a bill filed during a Florida lawmaker special session. He says the plan... And this is weird to me. How is this a Republican policy? There aren't you supposed to be for small government and less government interference in business. What in the fuck? Significantly take away control from the Walt Disney Company. The question becomes, I think, for the state legislature, what's broken that needs to be fixed? The new bill renaming Reedy Creek to the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. The big change is all five members of its governing board would be appointed by the governor and none of them could have any ties to a theme park company for at least three years before taking their positions. What happened at Reedy Creek and what's set to happen if there is no reform is damaging to our constituents. Democrats say the bill is unfair punishment for Disney criticizing the parental rights and education law, while Republicans are calling it a new era of accountability and transparency. The governor's office releasing a statement saying in part, until Governor DeSantis acted, the Walt Disney Company maintained sole control over the district. This power amounted to an unaccountable corporate kingdom. It's important to note that all oh, that was the magic kingdom. The debt Reedy Creek currently has would shift into uh, to become the responsibility of the new Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. Lawmakers are expected to vote on this new bill by the end of the week. For now, reporting live in Orange County, Mark Lehman getting results. News 6. Mark Lehman's getting results. He's making epic gains. I'm sure you guys have been wondering what Mike Lindell been doing. I'm sure that was that was on everybody's mind, wasn't it? That was on crack. Right. <laughs> Mike Lindell had a meltdown as Ron DeSantis, DeSantis, host Dominion lawyer. He showed his true colors. Mike Lindell tweeted out DeSantis hosts Dominion, a Dominion lawyer, Libby Locke, showing his true colors. This is a conservative roundtable. Thank you. Okay, also joining us. God damn, he has the word truth behind him. Could this could this be any more like out of 1984? Here today is Libby Locke. She's a partner at Claire Locke LLP and uh, is a extraordinaire when it comes to First Amendment defamation. So, Libby, 
Thank you, Governor, for having me and putting. Thank you. Okay. I'll First Amendment defamation. Oh, yeah, she was a Dominion lawyer suing for defamation now, wasn't she? Santis is currently hosting a roundtable with lawyers. One of the lawyers is named Libby Locke. Oh, she's actually, she has litigation against Lindell specifically. And Rudy Giuliani. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? <laughs> oh, shit. What'd that balloon be doing? You guys know what that balloon be doing? Everybody's been talking about this goddamn balloon. I like to go one day without talking about this fucking balloon. <laughs> oh shit! It was on the bingo card. Are they gonna Are they gonna mention it at the State of the Union? Uh, Balusi. Well, we are getting our best look yet at the suspected Chinese spy balloon that the U.S. military shot down over the Atlantic Ocean. The Department of Defense shared these pictures after they pulled pieces of the balloon out of the water off the coast of Myrtle Beach. And the balloon is about 200 feet tall, making it bigger than the Statue of Liberty. Military officials say they've already collected the majority of the debris from that balloon. How much of that is recoverable? I mean, you shot it into the water. This is, can you can you get the electronics? Can you can you reverse engineer that shit? So will the will the balloon be mentioned tonight during the State of the Union? What do you guys think? I'm gonna take some bets. Senator John Cornyn from earlier today. Locking Joe Biden ahead of the State of the Union, which we will be watching in about 15 minutes. We're probably going to flip over there 10, 15 minutes early. Let's hear what John Cornyn has to say. Five, 10 minutes early. This evening, President Biden will deliver his second State of the Union address. Presidents, of course, typically use the speech as an opportunity to uh, claim credit for all the ways Americans' lives have improved under their leadership. Former presidents have touted everything from economic growth to progress battling the opioid epidemic. In this case, President Biden hasn't given his speechwriters much material to work with. Dude, this is the lowest unemployment rate since 1969. By inflation. Nice. I know that uh, there are hopes for inflation to abate, but yet the Federal Reserve has shown no indication that they will fail to continue to increase the discount rate, in other words, interest rates, uh, meaning that more and more uh, they are concerned still about the, the interest rate has been far too low for far too long. means that people's standard of living has decreased because their earned income goes, does not go as far as it used to. We know high prices have wiped out wage gains, giving most workers a pay cut. We also know that public safety remains a matter of serious public concern. And starting from the, from the impact of the defund police movement to now the difficulty that law enforcement has actually recruiting and retaining 
an adequate number of officers, we know crime continues to be a matter of widespread. The line is up, guys. And then there's the I did check the stock market. It is up today. Which have led to a humanitarian and public health crisis. The humanitarian part is evidenced, obviously, by the millions of people who show up at the border with every expectation they'll be admitted into the United States. The public health crisis is, comes from the 108,000 Americans who died from drug overdoses, where that, those drugs almost exclusively transit the U.S.-Mexican border into the United States. Oh, we had to get the border in we there. Know the chaos of mass migration has helped make didn't the mention they came from China. easier. Um, and we know of the devastating impact it is having across the country. I don't know how much of this the president will actually talk about, whether it's inflation, whether it's crime, or whether it's the border. Okay, Warlord, that's but pretty interesting, but fucking, we're, we're getting close to the State of the American Union. American families care deeply about the cost of groceries, the ability to put gas in your tank. Oh, why you tempt me like that? Safe neighborhood and raising your family. I don't know whether the president will dwell on any of those topics at all. But just to recapitulate, inflation now That's... is the highest it's been in 40 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Case. Sorry. Producer Warlord shared a story over here in the Discord. Goddamn. That is, that is more, far more interesting than John Cornyn here. God damn it. Uh, New Zealand pilot taken hostage by separatists in Indonesia. New Zealand pilot has been taken hostage by a separatist fighter, uh, fighters in Indonesia's Papua New uh, region who have threatened to kill him. The man was taken after his plane was set alight when it landed in the mountainous district of Nuga. That, oh, please don't terms of service me, Twitch. Five passengers who were on board. Oh my god, here I am laughing over this horrendous story again. Shit. Including a young child, or thought to have been released. Severidists want Indonesia to recognize the independence of the province of West uh, Papau. Fuck, they're kicking authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. But don't take innocent people hostage. Go get you some rich people. Take them hostage. Ooh, that might be terms of don't get me don't get me twitch. I was being joking. I was joking. I think I was joking. <laughs> Police have said they're investigating the incident, but say this is the uh Logistically difficult as the area can only be reached by air. Pilot has been named as Philip Merthens, not Merkins, although different spellings for his name has been given. So maybe perhaps he's Philip Merkins. The West Papau National Liberation Army, which Indonesia has designated as a terrorist group, has claimed responsibility for the attack. Group spokesperson Sebi Sambom has said the pilot will be executed. <laughs> God damn. The pilot will be executed if Indonesia is obstinate and fails to negotiate over the independence of West Papau. 
New Zealand government has said that it is aware of the situation and its consulate in the Indonesian capital, Jakarta, is providing assistance to the pilot's family. Do you want your animal video now or do you want it later? Yes, I need to get more high. Do you want your animal video now or do you want it later? I mean, fuck it. I'll give you an animal video now and you get one later. Drop my lighter. Why am I over here being stingy with animal videos? What the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) Oh, shit. Not both. Ray, good evening. Good evening, my friend. This sneaky, sneaky deer trying to sneak up on a kitty cat. Cat puffing up on him? On her? I think it worked. Kitty puffed up and and the deer is backing away slowly. Oop. Slowly anymore. Do, Do deer eat cat? Kitty was still a little on edge. I wouldn't think so. That's what I was thinking. They just want to be friends. Well, I mean, I took bong rips earlier in the show. Not like I'm smoking bad weed. Do you think I'm not high right now? Do I not look high? Curious are threatened to pop in here and redeem Justin takes a shot. I was like, no, no. That's why I made sure to eat something before the before the stream, just in case. I don't trust you, fucker. I actually can't believe we got through everything that I had. I wasn't gonna do the white supremacy section with Anna Polina Luna and the and the and the don't say gay bill and all that shit. But I'm glad I got to it. I was just. I was just thinking that, you know, I was too verbose. Association, basically the union for the players. Here we go. Uh, and uh, part of the reason that Democrats can afford to have people oh, leave is by that- by the way, uh, I'm gonna have to take a uh, Twitch commercial break here. So we're gonna make sure you don't miss any of, to replace them. I think it already hit. At this stage in a presidency, usually the message comes through. If you're gonna leave, leave uh, now. I think Smokey's. If you're gonna stay, commit to the full four years. And Associate Justices of the Supreme Court. 
This is Kathleen Joyce, the assistant house sergeant at arms, announcing who is arriving, and we will see, as she said a moment ago, members of the Supreme Court. There's Mogie. And this has been one of those big questions is which Supreme Court justices uh, show up. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it used to be that all nine would routinely be there. Uh, a lot of them have stopped coming, but it looks like a good turn. There's John Roberts, Elena Kagan, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, Katanji Brown Jackson. This is her first State of the Union as the newly confirmed justice. And we're and, also uh, seeing it looks like Anthony Kennedy two back retired there. Stephen Breyer. That's right. We have <laughs> Anthony Kennedy and Stephen Breyer, who are not on the Supreme Court. You have not entered a time warp. So we did. We need to grab a water. Sam Alito uh, or Clarence Thomas, uh, two conservatives. In 2010, we also don't see Sonia Sotomayor. Or Sonia Sotomayor, who's had health challenges. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in 2010, Barack Obama was decrying the Citizens United decision during the State of the Union address, and he was criticizing the decision. And Sam Alito could be seen mouthing "not true" uh, as Obama was talking, and he's largely avoided these speeches since then. I learned from the reporting of our colleague Robert Barnes that it's unique to Scrotus. see retired justices attend the Get state the of the Union. Get the Scrotus out of here. Since 1997 that a former justice came to the speech. He also notes, though, that both of these two justices were replaced by former clerks. Uh, and this is a new moment uh, for uh, Katanji. we got a couple of former justices. At this, the most recent confirmation to the Supreme what, Rehnquist? They get to keep their black robes, James. Yes, they do. Uh, senior judges, I think they call them. And we just saw the two retired justices speaking with Mark Milley, uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who- uh, Mark Milley's too woke. A household name during the, kind of the final year of the Trump administration. Oh no, I was I was getting the water quivering. Also, good evening. I don't know if I said good evening to There's you yet. Dr. Jill Biden to you, just because it pisses Republicans off. The first lady entering her box and greeting the second gentleman as she arrives. At least she doesn't get the hatred that uh, Michelle this. got. From length of time to number of applauses. Tell us something right that you right right hate black women for tonight. Inventor of the Jilly Jews. I think length is going to be important uh, to watch this time around. I was, I was talking to a Republican lawmaker earlier who said, for Biden's sake, he may want to keep this short, <laughs> um, just because there there are so many exactly uh, criticisms of his administration that if he keeps it short, it, it might work worth be worth his while. Um, but you I live in sexual anarchy. They said box. Unique time. I thought, I thought uh, Jilly Juice made you think of uh, sexual anarchy for some reason. I was saying I think this is a unique time in history. This Congress is unique. Uh, there's a lot of history right now. Uh, he's coming in front of a divided Congress. A Congress I mean, she, she's, a, uh, she's not a bad-looking woman. So uh, this is a, a unique opportunity for him where he, yes, he needs to appeal and provide a report to Congress about. Uh, these usually go about an hour, hour and 15. So, I mean, like, perhaps it would be strategic so for him to go 40 minutes, say. This speech, uh, but I think I'll be looking at how he addresses the tone, 
how we bring Lloyd Austin, the defense secretary, Merrick Garland, counter argument to the attorney general, short and sweet. There's a lot that the Biden administration wants to tout and take a victory lap on. Anthony Blinken, the American public doesn't even realize yet will be rolling out. Vice President Harris, structure bill. The House, McCarthy will be standing behind. Right there, Pete Buttigieg, who's been out front, tout all of the things happening in states around the country that the Biden administration is able to help with, and frankly, isn't getting a lot of credit for on the state level. Even Republican governors are saying, hey, look at these great things we're doing when the money is coming from the federal government. Basically, let me, you can look at I, every county. I have been noticing Santos like freaking everywhere. Holm, Miguel Cardona, Dennis McDonough. The, who we we had a picture of Joe Biden getting off a fucking plane uh, and they all want Santos was behind him. Things mentioned in the speech, <laughs> initiatives that they're working on, things that they're really proud of. We saw Gina. Every, every picture I see, I see Santos in the background. Getting, there she is, uh, former governor of Rhode Island. Uh, she's kind of the, the, the liaison to business in the administration. She now, as it was for the debates, the YouTube audience appreciates it if I kind of shut up. Huge accomplishment. And so, you know, they, they all. The Twitch audience wants me to make jokey jokes. The YouTube audience wants me to shut the fuck up. End up never being terribly short. Secretary Mayorkas under a lot of criticism from Republicans who plan to go. So I'm yeah. going to try to strike a good balance layout for most of it. Bearing in behind everyone, but, but I will I will insert myself when I feel like I've got a really like I've got a banger. And so the Department of Homeland Security was created uh, after uh, media winch like you like I have my captions. Uh, it's better to use my captions because then you get everything you get me. You get my subtitles and you get they really have targeted him. There's a booty judge shaking Mitt Romney's hand and there's Kirsten I got the plug-in in the OBS that gives us captions uh, on this well. shit. Uh, but, and, you know, Mayorkas, I want to be as accessible uh, as possible. Very polarizing figure among House Republicans. Mm. James, as we watch, I have the captions on. Room, uh, of course. So they're kind of covered up. Uh, face. Members of the, the logo. Court, <laughs> members of the Joint Chiefs. You live in uh, sexual anarchy. Yes, Joe Manchin's a good one. There he is uh, talking to Javier Becerra, the Health and Human Services Secretary. Uh, he, I'll he insert myself in banger. Republicans respond when Biden is talking about the debt ceiling. Uh, you know, do certain people get excited when Biden talks about taking on big tech? Uh, you know, are, are uh, obviously Cinema and Manchin are still going to continue to be key votes. The Senate, just because of the nature of the filibuster, means that you're really still going to need nine Republicans to cross over to pass major legislation. <laughs> and so it will be interesting. Indeed. To, you know, where does Mitch McConnell stand up? McConnell, for example, is very, very strongly supportive of continuing to fund the Ukrainian war effort against Russia in a way that Kevin McCarthy is not. Kevin McCarthy is the one sitting. I bet he is. The president sitting there for the first time as, as speaker. Uh, and so. Will there be of course, he's going to be late. Where McCarthy stands and where McConnell stands. Rhonda, briefly, uh, let's talk about how Speaker McCarthy has said he will deal with this night and how he'll comport himself. And Ida, good evening. Fellow Republicans do so. Well, he did say that he is not going to. Uh, 
be as the X-Files things got come. I've never seen X-Files. Remember the pictures during one of Trump's State of the Unions uh, that she looked fairly critical and did the hand clap. He, he that was sort of a dig toward her. Apparently Ray remembers that episode though. Himself, uh, and he looks to be. I, I should watch the X-Files because I, I went on to love Breaking Bad. Vince Gilligan was one of the writers. Of the room, but are there specific notes that uh, Biden? Oh yeah, this is called the slow ramp, Morty. That's going to be really interesting because remember he got his speaker. Look at Mr. Dick's hard. Deals with uh, a faction of Republicans who are hardliners and want him to be tougher. So fucking Stinny Horrier. Also, will be under the microscope tonight. I do not like you. Do not like you, sir. When he claps, what his facial uh, expressions look like, all of that. A new generation of Democratic leadership. I like Nancy Pelosi more than I like Stanley Hoyer. House leadership, Kevin. And I don't like Nancy Pelosi. Squeaking through in that speaker vote. Uh, how <laughs> role is it of leaders like Leader Schumer or or Majority Leader? Oh no no no! I was talking about the I was talking about the politician on the screen. No, Lady B, you're good. You're good. Don't boot anybody. Yeah, there is a generational change. Jeffries and Schumer. Was being good. Uh, but they do yeah who calls their kids Danny generations they have different constituencies and it is an open question Pelosi uh, made us accustomed to Democratic leaders lasting a really long oh, you time. Biden Mitch McConnell, the longest serving Republican on, ever in the Senate uh, but it is an open question uh, at this time whether McCarthy is able to hold on to his gavel for a long time he has such he a will not he, he will not last the entire session. Washington Post reporting that Marty Walsh, the Labor Secretary, is the designated survivor. So though even though he may not be long for this job, he is the one sitting out this night. Washington Post. The designated survivor. So stay with us. We'll also have I watched a couple episodes of that show. I enjoyed it. He wasn't too late. to be in very good spirits. There are a couple of people wearing masks, but virtually everyone is maskless in really close proximity. I'm sorry, that dude wasn't wearing a mask. That was just the fucking thing on his glasses. Wash your ears and wash your ass. Life is too short to walk this earth. What a crusty asshole. Watch your ass. Well, to be fair, Congress is probably fitted with, like, the best filtration system and shit. Because that plays a really big factor. If you've got, like, state-of-the-art filtration and awesome ventilation and shit, they probably uh, did everything they could to... uh, up their HVAC game. On themselves. Congress fucking... That's how shit works in this country. These motherfuckers won't waste a fucking penny on themselves. Oh, I'm sure they made upgrades. 
I'm positive of it. Like they, they've got state-of-the-art filtration systems. It's probably colder than a motherfucker up in there. Radical HVAC. Everybody walking around with fucking titties that can cut glass. <laughs> what that say that you'd be doing? What that vibe be doing? As my mom would say, it's colder than a witch's titty in there. In an iron bra. Hundred points if he sniffed it. He just did it. He sniffed. He sniffed Katanji Brown Jackson's hair. He just did it. It was quick. But he fucking did it. Me 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 me. You live in sexual anarchy. Malarkey. I, Warlord, why didn't you upload this to Imager or something? I don't, I don't know how to. Well, I guess I'll do it myself. This is this is our State of the Union bingo card. God, I'm not already signed in because I'm never in. This, I'm never. Uh, sign in with Facebook. That's probably why. Right. Yeah, that's not me, but it'll work. and the distinct honor to present to you the President of the United States. There you go, bingo card. You want to play bingo? Smash. You can download the bingo card right there. Thank you. Please. Mr. Speaker, Madam Vice President, our First Lady and Second Gentlemen, good to see you guys up there. <laughs> Members of Congress. You have to ask Warlord. Warlord made the bingo card. 
By the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the, the game tomorrow, uh, next week. I have to stay home. <laughs> Got to work something out here. Members of the Cabinet, leaders of our military, Chief Justice, Associate Justice, and retired Justice of the Supreme Court, and to you, my fellow Americans. You know, uh, I start tonight by congratulating 180 Hold on, Congress hold on. Sorry. And new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Oh, Kevin McCarthy. Speaker, I don't want to ruin your reputation, but I look forward to working with you. <laughs> That's I want funny. to congratulate the new leader of the House Democrats, the first African-American minority leader in history, Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, did the did shouting out McCarthy, does that count as bipartisan? Or do we need the word bipartisan? He won in spite of the fact I campaigned for him. <laughs> Margaret. Congratulations to the longest serving leader in the history of the United States Senate, Mitch McConnell. Where are you, Mitch? That seems bipartisan. By the way, we, we've already got clapping. And congratulations to Chuck Schumer, another. Uh, He's already said justice? You know, he said Supreme Court justice. This is the concept of justice. I'm not doing you know, it. I think you. Uh, only this time you have a slightly bigger majority, Mr. Leader. You're the majority leader. About that much bigger? Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Well, that, that sounds sexual. You live in sexual anarchy? The greatest speaker in the history of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. The story of America is a story of progress and resilience, of always moving forward, of never, ever giving up. It's a story unique among all nations. We're the only country that has emerged from every crisis we've ever entered stronger than we got into it. Look, folks, this, that's what we're doing again. Two years ago, the economy was reeling. I stand here tonight after we've created, with the help of many people in this room, 12 million new jobs, more jobs created in two years than any president's created in four years because of you all, because of the American people. Two years ago. We all have the same bingo card. But do, do alert me and I'll mark mine. COVID had shut down, our businesses were closed, our schools were robbed of so There's much. There's a COVID. Today, COVID no longer controls our lives. And two years ago, democracy faced its greatest threats in the Civil War. And today, though bruised, our democracy remains unbowed and unbroken. Democracy's on here somewhere, isn't it? Yep. As we gather here tonight, we're writing the next chapter in the great American story, a story of progress and resilience. When world leaders ask me to define America, and they do, believe it or not, I can define it in one word, and I mean this, possibilities. 
We don't think anything is beyond our capacity. Everything is a possibility. You know, we're often told that Democrats and Republicans can't work together. But over the past two years, we've proved the cynics and naysayers wrong. I mean, yes. when we do conspiracy shit, I'll shout you guys out and yes. use your bingo cards. Democrats went alone. But time and again, Democrats and Republicans came together. Came together to defend a stronger and safer Europe. You came together to pass one in a, gen- one in a generation, once in a generation infrastructure law, building bridges connecting our nation and our people. We came together to pass the most significant law ever, helping victims expose the toxic burn pits. And in fact, And in fact, I signed over 300 bipartisan pieces of legislation since becoming president, from reauthorizing the Violence Against Women Act, the Electoral Count Reform Act, the Respect for Marriage Act that protects the right to marry the person you love. And to my Republican friends, if we could work together the last Congress, there's no reason we can't work together and find consensus on important things in this Congress as well. Toxic bird pit was not on the list. You all are as formed as I am, but I think the people sent us a clear message. Fighting for the sake of fighting, power for the sake of power, conflict for the sake of conflict gets us nowhere. That's always been my vision of our country, and I know it's many of yours. To restore the soul of this nation, to rebuild the backbone of America, America's middle class, and to unite the country. We've been sent here to finish the job, in my view. For decades, the middle class has been hollowed out. And more than, and not no one administration, but for a long time. Too many good paying manufacturers. Factories closed down. Once thriving cities and towns that many of you represent became shadows of what they used to be. And along the way, something else we lost pride, our sense of self worth. I ran for president to fundamentally change things, to make sure our economy works for everyone, so we can all feel that pride in what we do. To build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down. Because when the middle class does well, the poor have a ladder up and the wealthy still do very well. We all do well. Carthy didn't stand for that. But to be fair, neither did Bernie, one of the only people wearing a mask. My dad, but my dad used to say, Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. I do not trust all of you, Fox. More than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about being able to look your kid in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay and mean it. Well, folks, so let's look at the results. We're not finished yet. By any oh, stretch. we're going to watch Huckabee. But unemployment rate is at 3.4%. Of 50- not the TV show. Not the TV show. That is boring as fuck. We're going to watch the rebuttal by Sarah Huckabee. Sanders. A near record unemployment. Near record unemployment for black and Hispanic workers. We've already created, with your help, 800,000 good paying manufacturing jobs, the fastest growth in 40 years. Uh, do we mark economy now? Where is it written that America can't lead the world in manufacturing? And I don't know where that's written. 
For too many decades, we imported projects and exported jobs. Now, thanks to what you've all done, we're exporting American products and creating American jobs. <laughs> Folks, inflation, inflation has been a global problem because the pandemic disrupted our supply chains and Putin's unfair and brutal war in Ukraine disrupted ener uh -oh. energy supplies as well as food supplies, blocking all that grain in Ukraine. But we're Ukraine in Ukraine. country on earth right now. But we have more to do. But here at home, inflation is coming down. Here at home, gas prices are down $1.50 from their peak. Food inflation is coming down. Not fast enough, but coming down. Inflation has fallen every month for the last six months, while take-home pay has gone up. Additionally, over the last two years... <laughs> the grain in Ukraine falls mainly in the plan. ...applied to start new businesses. Ten million. And by the way, every time, every time someone starts a small business as an act of hope, and Madam Vice President, I want to thank you. Was hope on there? Effort ...to ensure the small businesses have access to capital and the historic laws we enacted that are going to just come into being. Standing here last year, I shared with you a story of American genius and possibilities semiconductors small computer chips the size of a fingerprint that power everything ugly ass jd vance and so much more you wearing eye makeup or is that just the way his eyelids are let's get that straight they were invented in america we used to make he's got fat eyelids that cast a shadow makes it look like he's wearing eye makeup we lost our edge we're down to only producing 10 percent we all saw what happened during the pandemic when chip factories shut down overseas. Today's automobiles need 3,000 chips, each of those automobiles. But American automobiles couldn't make enough cars because there weren't enough chips. Car prices went up, people got laid off. So did everything from refrigerators to cell phones. We can never let that happen again. That's why, that's why we came together. The Great matter, good evening. And chips and Science Act. I know I've been criticized for saying this, but I'm not changing my view. We're going to make sure the supply chain for America begins in America. The supply chain begins in America. We've already created. We've already created 800,000 new manufacturing jobs without this law, before the law get, kicks in. With bandanas? What do we do with bandanas? Of the new jobs across the country. And I mean all across the country. Throughout, not just the coast, but through the Ooh, middle of the Good evening. Well. That's going to come Bandana wars. That have announced more than 300... Am I fighting in the bandana wars? ...in American manufacturing over the next few years. Outside of Columbus, Ohio, Intel is building semiconductor factories on a thousand acres. Literally a field of dreams. It's going to create 10,000 jobs, that one investment. 7,000 construction jobs. 3,000 jobs in those factories once they're finished. They call them factories. Jobs paying an average of $130,000 a year. And many do not require a college degree. 
awesome jobs. Because we work together, these jobs are people don't have to leave home to search for opportunity. And it's just getting started. Think about the new homes, the small businesses, the big, the medium-sized businesses. So much more that's going to be needed to support those 3,000 those 3, permanent jobs and the factories that are going to be built. Talk to mayors and governors, Democrats and Republicans, and they'll tell you what this means for their communities. We're seeing these field of dreams transform to the heartland. But to maintain the strongest economy in the world, we need the best infrastructure in the world. Oh, shit. And folks, as you all know. Hey, you got bingo. One in the world in infrastructure. We've sunk to 13th in the world. I guess, I, the economy has been mentioned. 13th in the world in infrastructure, modern infrastructure. But what the fuck did he say Europe? Because we came together and passed the bipartisan infrastructure law. The largest investment in infrastructure since President Eisenhower's interstate highway system. And folks, already we've, we've funded over 20,000 projects. You're hearing things. Major airports from Boston. You mentioned Russia as well? God damn it. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Thousands of people to work rebuilding our highways, our bridges, our railroads, our tunnels, ports, airports, clean water, high-speed internet, all across America. Urban, rural, tribal. And folks, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. I think you pretty much stalled out because of that man that's over your uh, left shoulder. Republican friends who voted for the law. And my Republican friends Angie didn't applaud for that. But I'm still, I, I still get asked to fund the projects in those districts as well. But don't worry. I promised I'd be a president for all Americans. We'll fund these projects. And I'll see you at the ground. Oh, was it his left shoulder? Look. I have a heart. I have to do this in order to right left. This law will further unite all of America. Not high enough for this shit. Bridge in Kentucky over the Ohio River, built 60 years ago. Badly needed repairs. One of the nation's most congested freight routes, carrying $2 billion worth of freight every single day across the Ohio River. And folks, I've been talking about fixing it for decades, but we're really finally going to get it done. I went there last month with Democrats and Republicans and from both states to deliver a commitment of $1.6 billion for this project. That's almost as much as you gave that one school in Indiana. A young woman named Sarah, who's here tonight. I don't know where Sarah is. Is she up in the box? I don't know. Sarah, how are you? Well, Sarah, for 30 years, for 30 years, I honestly don't know that he would mention climate change. Member of the Iron Workers Local 44, known as. Known as the Cowboys in the Sky. The folks who built. Built Cincinnati's skyline. Sarah said she can't wait to be 10 stories. I love Cincinnati Skyline, Chile. God bless her. Urquhart, good evening. That's pride. And that's what we're also building. We're building back pride. Look, we're also replacing poisonous lead pipes 
They're going to 10 million. I didn't hear anything about God, but I was also breaking it. We already bingoed. School and child care centers. So every child in America, every child in America can drink the water instead of having permanent damage to their brain. Look, we're making sure. <clears throat> at least, at least McCarthy's like, I can't not clap for child brain damage. Every community. Every community in America has access to affordable high-speed internet. No parent should have to drive by McDonald's parking lot to help them do their homework online with their kids, which many thousands were doing across the country. And when we do these projects, and again, I get criticized for this, but I make no excuses for it. We're going to buy... I didn't even mention God, but I, I wasn't paying attention. Folks. And it's totally, it's totally consistent with international trade rules. Buy America has been the law since 1933, but for too long, past administrations, Democrat and Republican, have fought to get around it. Not anymore. Tonight, I'm announcing new standards require all construction materials. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. projects to be made I can, I can in fix America. This up. Made in America. I mean it. Lumber, glass, drywall, fiber optic cable. And on my watch, American roads, bridges, and American highways are going to be made with American products as well. Uh, maybe that didn't work the way I thought it would. My economic plan is about investing in places and people that have been forgotten. Huh. So many of you listen to me tonight. I know you feel it. So many of you felt like you've just simply been forgotten. Amid the economic upheaval of the past four decades, too many people what have been people? left behind and treated like they're invisible. Maybe that's you watching from home. Remember the jobs that went away. You remember them, don't you? The folks at home remember them. You wonder whether the path even exists anymore for your children to get ahead without having to move away. Well, that's why I get that. That's why we're building an economy where no one's left behind. Jobs are coming back. Pride is coming back. Because choices were wrong... made in the last several oh, years. Oh, okay. You know, this is my view, a blue collar blueprint to rebuild America and make a real difference. I don't know why you can't see the card though. For example, I thought I'd be able to put the card up in the corner. Too many of you. Lay in bed at night like my dad did, staring at the ceiling, wondering what in God names happens if, it's, if your spouse is a god or your child gets deadly ill or something happens. This is not working the way I thought it would. I'm sorry. Are you sorry. money to pay for those medical bills? This is, this is, this has been a failure. Try to get a second mortgage on it. I get it. Sorry, I sorry. With the Inflation Reduction Act that I signed into law, we're taking on powerful interest to bring health care costs down so you can sleep better at night with more security. I may have missed you. You know, we pay more for prescription drugs than any nation in the world. Let me say it again. We pay more for prescription drugs than any major nation on Earth. For example, one in 10 Americans has diabetes. Many of you in this chamber do, and in the audience. But every day, millions need insulin to control their diabetes so they can literally stay alive. 
Josh Hawley looks like he has to shit. The guy who invented it didn't even patent it because he wanted it to be available for everyone. It cost the drug companies roughly $10 a vial to make that insulin. Package it and all, you may get up to $13. But Big Pharma has been unfairly charging people hundreds of dollars, four to $500 a month, making record profits. Not anymore. Not anymore. <clears throat> yes, he's in infrastructure. Did I mark infrastructure? So many, so many. We're, we're going for the whole card now. Are only now coming to fruition. We said we were doing this and we said we passed the law to do it. But people didn't know because the law didn't take effect until January 1 of this year. We kept I've, been, I've been much stricter. I think, it, I think you should have to say the phrase. A month for seniors on Medicare. <laughs> people are just finding out. I'm sure you're getting the same calls I'm getting. Look, there are millions of other Americans who do not or are not on Medicare, including 200,000 young people with type 1 diabetes and need this insulin to stay alive. Let's finish the job this time. Let's cap the cost of insulin for everybody at $35. I feel like even Bernie wasn't so like, do you really mean this? Folks. I got my eye on you. The big farmer's still going to do very well, I promise you all. I promise you, they're going to do very well. I don't want them to exist. This law also caps and won't even go into effect until 2025. We should not be making medicine for profit. ...on Medicare at a maximum of $2,000 a year. You don't have to pay more than $2,000 a year. It, no it causes them to overproduce drugs that they think you know can make why? the money and not you produce drugs why. that are actually needed like many to save people's lives. Cancer. You know the drugs can range from 10 11, 14, $15,000 for the cancer drugs. If drug Back prices rise faster than inflation, drug companies are going to have to pay Medicare back the difference. Tone's giving out the gift We're sub. Finally. Thank you, Tone. We're finally giving Medicare the power to negotiate drug prices. Bringing down, bringing down prescription drug costs doesn't just save seniors. Long overdue. It cuts the federal deficit by billions of dollars. By hundreds of billions of dollars. Because these prescription drugs are drugs purchased by Medicare to make, keep their commitment to the seniors. Well, guess what? Instead of paying four or 500 bucks a month, you're paying 15. That's a lot of savings for the federal government. All the fucking skeletons. And by the way, why wouldn't we want that? Now, some members here are threatening, and I know it's not an official party position, so I'm not going to exaggerate, but threatening to repeal the Inflation Reduction Act. As my coach, that's okay. What? As my football coach used to say, lots of luck in your senior year. <laughs> Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will veto it. Look. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't catch the content warning before they cut to Ted fucking Cruz. Than ever in history, a record 16 million people are enrolled in the Affordable Care Act, and thanks, thanks to the law I signed last year, come on, man, millions are saving $800 a year on their premiums. And by the way, that law was written, and the benefit expires in 2025. So my plea to some of you, at least in this audience, let's finish the job and make these savings permanent. Expand coverage on Medicaid. Do not edge the savings. Finish the job. Look, want the savings to climax. The Inflation Reduction Act is also the most significant. You live in sexual ever anarchy. In change. Ever. Lower utility bills. Creating American jobs, leading the world to a clean energy future. I visited the devastating aftermath of record floods, droughts, storms, and wildfires from Arizona to Mexico to all the way up to the Canadian border. More timber has been burned, as I've observed from helicopters, than the entire state of Missouri. And we don't have global warming? Not a problem. In addition to Kirsten Cinema, living wild. Idaho, we're rebuilding for the long term. New electric grids that are able to weather major storms and not prevent those fire, forest fires. Roads and water systems will stand the next big flood. Well, only you can prevent forest fires. Pollution and create jobs in communities often left behind. We're going to build 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations installed across the country by tens of thousands of IBW workers. And. We're helping families save more than... Do you say IDW is in the intellectual dark web? Electric vehicles and efficient, and efficient appliances, energy-efficient appliances. Historic conservation efforts to be responsible stewards of our land. Let's Did he actually say helping Americans? I wanted the exact phrase, but okay. In a red or blue state. It's an existential threat. We have an obligation, not to ourselves, but to our children and grandchildren to confront it. I'm proud of how, the, how America at last is stepping up to the challenge. We're still going to need oil and gas for a while. He did say climate change. I marked that off the list. But there's so much more to do. We've got to finish the job. And we pay for these investments in our future by finally making the wealthiest and biggest corporations begin to pay their fair share. Just begin. Don't edge the green energy revolution. Bring it to climax. I'm a capitalist, but pay your fair share. I think a lot of you at home, a lot of you at home agree with me and many people that you know, the tax system is not fair. It is not fair. I explain that at least once a week on this show. The idea that in 2020, 55 of the largest corporations in America, the Fortune 500, made $40 billion in profits and paid zero in federal taxes? Which joke? Zero? Folks, it's simply not fair. But now, because of the law, the edging. billion dollar companies have to pay a minimum of 15%. God love them. 15%. That's less than a nurse pays. And 
Let me be crystal clear. I said at the very beginning, under my plans, as long as I'm president, a new crystal. nobody earning less than $400,000 will pay an additional penny in taxes. Nobody, not one penny. But let's finish the job. There's more to do. Let's get them off. Let's climax. Work, not just wealth. Pass my proposal for the billionaire minimum tax. You know, there's a thousand billionaires in America. It's up from about 600 in the beginning of the term. But no billionaire should be paying a lower tax rate than a school teacher or firefighter. Well, I mean it. Think about it. I think so. Enthusiastic about that, but think about it. Think about it. Have you noticed Big Oil just reported his profits, record profits? Last year they made $200 billion in the midst of a global energy crisis. Well, I, didn't, I didn't see any new numbers in terms of record profits, but I just assumed. Why? They invested too little of that profit to increase domestic. And when I talk to a couple of them, they say, well, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway, so why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed <laughs> and beyond that. We're going to need it. Production. If they had, in fact, invested in the production to keep gas prices down, instead, they used the record profits to buy back their own stock. Yep. Rewarding the CEOs and shareholders. Corporations ought to do the right thing. That's why I propose we quadruple the tax on corporate stock buybacks and encourage long, long-term investments. Yeah. More, more. Quadruple is not enough. Let's finish the job and close the loopholes and allow very wealthy to avoid paying their taxes. Instead of cutting the number of audits for wealthy taxpayers, I just signed a law to reduce the deficit by $114 billion by cracking down on wealthy tax cheats. That's being fiscally responsible. I like how it said wealthy tax cheats and cut to uh, two years. Joe Manchin. Cut the deficit by more than one point seven trillion dollars the largest deficit reduction in american history <laughs> under the previous administration the american deficit went up four years in a row because those record deficits no president added more to the national debt in any four years than my predecessor nearly 25 percent of the entire national debt. Hey, you didn't have trump on the card warlord years to accumulate was added by just Bergen, one good administration evening. alone, the last one. They're the facts. Check it out. Cut to Janet Yellen. Check it out. How did Congress respond to that debt? They did the right thing. They lifted the debt. Oh, he won't say Trump, but he said my predecessor. They paid American bills to prevent an economic disaster in the country. So tonight I'm asking the Congress to follow suit. Let's commit here tonight to the full faith and credit of the United States of America will never, ever be questioned. So my many of some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. 
Well, here's the thing, Lady B, is they're going to show that, that clip of him getting laughed at about oil and gas. That's going to be the clip. That's going to be the thing you see on everything. We're going to share it on social media. Let me give you anybody. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I missed something else as I was talking. We're going to go back a little bit. In the last two years, my administration has cut the deficit by more than $1.7 trillion. The largest deficit reduction in American history. <clears throat> Under the previous administration, the American deficit went up four years in a row. Because those record deficits, no president added more to the national debt in any four years than my predecessor. Nearly 25% of the entire national debt that took over 200 years to accumulate was added by just one administration alone, the last one. They're the facts. Check it out. Check it out. How did Congress respond to that debt? They did the right thing. They lifted the debt ceiling three times without preconditions or crisis. They paid American bills to prevent an economic disaster in the country. So tonight I'm asking the Congress to follow suit. Let's commit here tonight to the full faith and credit of the United States of America will never, ever be questioned. So my many, some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it, unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks. The idea is that we're not going to be we're, we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond, <laughs> folks. He's got juicy. So, folks, as we all apparently agree. Social Security and Medicare is off the, off the books now, right? They're not to be sponsored. All right. Means off the table, but okay. We got unanimity. Wow. Wow. And we got unity. Social Security and Medicare are a lifeline for millions of seniors. Americans have to pay into them from the very first paycheck they started. So tonight, let's all agree, and apparently we are, let's stand up for seniors. We will not cut Medicare. Bunch of old assholes stood up like, yes, let's take care of ourselves. <laughs> if anyone tries to cut Social Security, which apparently no one's going to do. 
And if anyone tries to cut Medicare, I'll stop them. I'll veto it. And look, I'm not going to allow them to take away, be taken away. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. But apparently, it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> Next month, when I offer my fiscal plan, I ask my Republican friends to lay down their plan as well. I really mean it. Let's sit down together and discuss our mutual plans together. Let's do that. I can tell you, the plan I'm going to show you is going to cut the deficit by another $2 trillion. And it won't cut a single bit of Medicare or Social Security. In fact, we're going to extend the Medicare Trust Fund at least two decades. Because that's going to be the next argument. How do we make keep it solvent, right? Well, that's the cap. We'll not raise tax on anyone making under 400 grand, but we'll pay for yeah. it the way we talked about tonight by making sure that the wealthy and big corporations pay their fair share. Look, look, look. Here, here's the deal. They aren't just taking advantage of the tax code. They're taking advantage of you, the American consumer. Here's my message to all of you out there. I have your back. We're already preventing Americans from receiving surprise medical bills. Stopping $1 billion surprise bills per month so far. We're protecting seniors' life savings by cracking the down. Again, applause has Steve Scalise. That commit fraud, endanger patient safety, prescribe drugs that are not needed. Millions of Americans can now save thousands of dollars because they can finally get a hearing aid over the counter without a prescription. Look, capitalism without competition is not capitalism. It's extortion. It's exploitation. Last year, I cracked down with the help of many of you on foreign shipping companies that were making you pay higher prices for every good coming into the country. I signed a bipartisan bill that cut shipping costs by 90 percent, helping American farmers, businessmen, and consumers. Let's finish the job. Pass the bipartisan legislation to strengthen, to strengthen antitrust enforcement and, for big, and prevent big online platforms from giving their own products an unfair advantage. Ooh, that's a shot at Amazon. My, but we love you, Daddy Bezos, over here on Twitch. Those hidden surcharges too many companies use to make you pay more. For example... We're making airlines show you the full ticket price up front. Refund your money if your flight is canceled or delayed. We reduce. They're going to they're gonna show you full frontal. By saving consumers more than $1 billion a year. We're cutting credit card late fees by 75% from $30 to $8. Look. Jump fees may not matter to the very wealthy, but they matter to most other folks in homes like the one I grew up in, like many of you did. They add up to hundreds of dollars a month. They make it harder for you to pay your bills or afford that family trip. I know how unfair it feels when a company overcharges you and gets away with it. Not anymore. We've written a bill to stop it all. You're from Delaware, dude. You're one of the reasons why they can do that shit. We're gonna ban surprise resort fees that hotels charge on your bill. Those fees can cost you up to $90 a night at hotels that aren't even resorts. <laughs> we, the idea that cable, internet, and cell phone companies 
can charge you 200 or more if you decide to switch to another provider. Give me a break. We can stop service fees on tickets to concerts and sporting events and make companies disclose all the fees up front. And we'll prohibit airlines from charging $50 round trip for family just to be able to sit together. Baggage fees are bad enough. Airlines can't treat Here's you the globe like minimum. baggage. Americans are tired of being. We're tired of being played for suckers. So pass. I'm just tired. We're mad as hell. Junk Free Prevention Act, so companies stop ripping us off. For too long, workers have been getting stiffed, but not anymore. We're, getting, we're beginning to restore the dignity of work. For example, I, I mean, I, look, I, I want everybody to be able to get stiff. 30 million workers have to sign non-compete agreements with the jobs they take. 30 million. So a cashier at a burger place can't walk across town and take the same job at another burger place and make a few bucks more. It just changed. But they just changed it because we exposed it. That was part of the deal, guys. Look it up. But not anymore. We're banning those agreements so companies have to compete for workers and pay them what they're worth. And I must tell you, this is bound to get a response from my friends on my left but the right. I'm so sick and tired of companies breaking the law by preventing workers from organizing. Pass the PRO Act. You live in sexual anarchy. Right. Workers have a right to form a union. And let's guarantee all workers have a living wage. Let's make sure working parents can afford to raise a family with sick days, paid family medical leave, affordable child care. That's going to enable millions of more people to go and stay at work. And let's restore the full child tax credit which gave tens of millions of parents some breathing room and cut child poverty in half to the lowest level in history. And by the way, when we do all these things, we increase productivity, we increase economic growth. So let's finish the job and get more families access to affordable quality housing. Let's get seniors who want to stay in their homes the care they need to do so. Let's give more breathing room to millions of family caregivers looking after their loved ones. Pass my plan so we get seniors and people with disabilities the home care and services they need. And support the workers who are doing God's work. These plans are fully paid for and we can afford to do them. Restoring the dignity of work means making education an affordable ticket to the middle class. You know, when we made public education... Elise Stefanik is not impressed. ...in the last century... We made the best educated, best paid, we became the best educated, best paid nation in the world. But the rest of the world's caught up. It's caught up. Jill, my wife, who teaches full time, has an expression. I hope I get it right, kid. Any nation that out-educates us is going to out-compete us. Any nation that out-educates is going to out-compete us. Folks, we all know 12 years of education is not enough to win the economic competition of 21st century. We want to have the best educated workforce. Let's finish the job by providing access to preschool, 
for three and four years old. Studies show that children who go to preschool are nearly 50% more likely to finish high school and go on to earn a two or four year degree, no matter their background they came from. Right-wingers probably think preschool is indoctrination. We're making progress. I apologize if you're on Twitch and you get a commercial break. Increasing Pell Grants for working in middle-class families. Let's finish the job and connect students to career opportunities starting in high school. Provide access to two years of community college. The best career training in America in addition to being a pathway to a four-year degree. Let's offer every American a path to a good career, whether they go to college or not. Folks, we don't want to be late for Elise Stefanik, and we, we want to watch the COVID crisis. These being call the in schools were closed, and we were shutting down everything. Let's recognize. Don't say that, Sky Comet. I'm I'm falling asleep already. While the virus is not gone, thanks to the resilience of the American people and the ingenuity of medicine, we've broken the COVID grip on us. COVID. Yeah, we already mentioned COVID earlier, didn't we? We've saved millions of lives and opened up. Our country, we open our country back up, and soon we'll end the public health emergency. You know what would be nice? Coffee, and I think there's still some left over from where I made coffee a couple hours ago. But we'll remember the toll and pain that's never going to go away. More than a million Americans lost their lives to COVID. A million. Families grieving. Children orphaned. Empty chairs at the dining room table constantly reminding you that she used to sit there. Remembering them, we remain vigilant. We still need to monitor dozens of variants and support new vaccines and treatments. So Congress needs to fund these efforts and keep America safe. And as we emerge from this crisis stronger, we're also gotta double down on prosecuting criminals who stole relief money meant to keep workers and small businesses afloat. Did I miss anything? You remember, during that campaign, the big issue was about inspector generals who would protect taxpayers' dollars who were sidelined. They were fired. Many people said, we don't need them. And fraud became rampant. Last year, I told you the watchdogs are back. Since then, since then, we've recovered. There's cookies in there, and I should have got some cookies while I was in there. Now let's triple the anti-fraud strike force going after these criminals, double the statute of limitations on these crimes, and crack down on identity fraud by criminal syndicates stealing billions of dollars, billions of dollars from the American people. And the data shows that for every dollar we put into fighting fraud, the taxpayers get back at least 10 times as much. It matters. It matters. Look, COVID left its scars, like the spike in violent crime in 2020, the first year of the pandemic. We have an obligation to make sure all people are safe. Public safety depends on public trust, as all of us know. But too often, that trust is violated. Join us tonight or the parents Hold on, do I need to say? Tyree Nichols. Welcome.
retiree last week. As many of you personally know, there's no words to describe the heartache or grief of losing a child. But imagine, imagine if you lost that child at the hands of the law. Imagine having to worry whether your son or daughter came home from walking down the street, playing in the park, or just driving a car. Most of us in here have never had to have the talk, the talk that brown and black parents have had to have with their children. Bo, Hunter, children. I never had to have the talk with them. I never had to tell them if a police officer pulls you over, turn your interior lights on right away. Don't reach for your license. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Imagine having to worry like that every single time your kid got in a we car. live in a police state. Here's what Tyree's mother shared with me when I spoke to her. When I asked her how she finds the courage to carry on and speak out. With the faith of God, she said her son was, quote, a beautiful soul and something good will come of this. Imagine how much courage and character that takes. It's up to us, to all of us. We all want the same thing. Neighborhoods free of violence. Law enforcement, law enforcement who earns the community's trust. Just as every cop when they pin on that badge in the morning has a right to be able to go home at night, so does everybody else out there. Our children have a right to come home safely. Equal protection under the law is a covenant we have with each other in America. We know police officers put their lives on the line every single night and day. And we know we ask them in many cases to do too much to be counselors, social workers, psychologists, responding to drug overdoses, mental health crises, and so much more. In one sense, we ask much too much of them. I know most cops and their families are good, decent, honorable people, the vast majority. But they risk. And they risk their lives every time they put that shield on. But what happened to Tyree in Memphis happens too often. We have to do better. Give law enforcement the real training they need. Hold them to higher standards. Help them succeed in keeping us safe. We also need more first responders and professionals to address the growing mental health, substance abuse challenges. More resources to reduce violent crime and gun crime. More community intervention programs. More investments in housing, education, and job training. All this can help prevent violence in the first place. When police officers or police departments violate the public trust, they must be held accountable. With the support, with the support of the families of victims. I think, I think Warlord was, was way off base by putting diplomacy and allies on there. For all federal officers, Banning chokeholds. Yeah, we'll do justice because, like, it's the United States. We don't give a shit about allies or diplomacy. What the hell? Let's commit ourselves to make the words of Tyler's mom true. 
Something on, good must come from this. Something good. <laughs> and all of us, all of us, Fuck Tyler. We're talking about Tyree. Tyler's an asshole. Folks, it's difficult, but it's simple. All of us in, the cha- in this chamber, we need to rise to this moment. We can't turn away. Let's do what we know in our hearts that we need to do. Let's come together to finish the job on police reform. Do something. Do something. That was the plea of parents who lost their children in Uvalde. I met with every one of them. Do something about gun violence. Thank God. Thank God we did. What did we do? What? Three decades. That includes things like that the majority of responsible gun owners already support. Enhanced background checks for 18 to 21 years old. Red flag laws, keeping guns out of the hands of people who are a danger to themselves and others. But we know our work is not done. Join us tonight is Brandon Say, a 26-year-old hero. Brandon put his college dreams on hold to be at his Let's go, Brandon. His mom's side when she was dying from cancer. And Brandon... Brandon now works at the dance studio. Wait, that is Bono. And two weeks ago, during the Lunar News. I thought you were fucking with me when you said Bono. The studio door closed, and he saw a man standing there pointing a semi-automatic pistol at him. He thought he was going to die, but he thought about the people inside. And in that instant, he found the courage to act and wrestled a semi-automatic pistol away from the gunman who had already killed 11 people in another dance studio. 11. He saved lives. Oh, that's who that is. Time we do this. We watched that video. Yes, he's a badass. Now. Ban them now. Once and for all. I led the fight to do that in 1994. Yep. That ban was law. Mass shootings went down. After we let it he took his gun from him and then, like, shoot him away. Let's finish the job and ban these assault weapons. That was one of the wildest videos I've ever watched. Make it a bipartisan issue once again. We know we now have a record number of personnel working to secure the border, arresting 8,000 human smugglers seizing over 23,000 pounds of fentanyl in just the last several months. We've launched a new border plan last month. Unlawful migration from Cuba. They get that fentanyl away from the cops. Venezuela has come down 97% as a consequence of that. But American border problems won't be fixed until Congress acts. If we don't pass my comprehensive immigration reform, at least pass my plan to provide the equipment and officers to secure the border. And a pathway to citizenship for dreamers 
those on temporary status, farm workers, essential workers. Here in the people's house, it's our duty to protect all the people's rights and freedoms. Congress must face makes a good point. And the Congress must restore the right that was taken away in Roe v. Wade and protect Roe v. Wade. Give every woman a constant right. The Vice President and I are doing everything to protect access to reproductive health care and safeguard patient safety. But already, more than a dozen states are enforcing extreme abortion bans. Make no mistake about it. If Congress passes a national ban, I will veto it. But let's also pass. Let's also pass the Bipartisan Equality Act to ensure LGBTQ Americans, especially transgender yes. young people, can live with safety and dignity. Our strength. Our strength is not just the example of our power. What the fuck is that face she's making? Let's remember the world's watching. I spoke in this chamber one year ago, just days after Vladimir Putin. Dealers, if you know anybody killing babies, do report them to the cops. That is illegal. Voking images of death and destruction. Europe suffered in World War II. Putin's invasion. Oh shit. Oh shit, I wasn't expecting it. for America. Test for the world. Would we stand for the most basic of principles? Would we stand for sovereignty? We stand for the right of people to live free of tyranny? Would we stand for the defense of democracy? For such defense matters to us because it keeps peace and prevents open season on would-be aggressors and threatens our prosperity. One year later... Secretary of State Anthony Blinken... Yes, we would. Mr. Balls. We did. We did. And together, we did what America always does at our best. We led. We united NATO. We built a global coalition. We stood against Putin's aggression. We stood with the Ukrainian people tonight. We're once again joined by Ukrainian's ambassador to the United States. She represents not her, just her nation. But the courage of her people, Ambassador, is, our ambassador is here, united. We're in uniting our support of your country. Will you stand so we can all take a look at you? Who's the dude with the badass hat? Thank you. Because we're going to stand with you as long as it takes. I think, I think he's, he's trying to uh, hook up or something. Our nation's working for more freedom, more dignity. Totally more owned peace. it. Peace. Not just in Europe, but everywhere. Before I came to office, the story was about how the Re People's Republic of China was increasing its power and America was failing in the world. Not anymore. We made clear, and I made clear my personal conversation, which of course he said, what the fuck? President Xi. And we seek competition, not conflict. But I will make no apologies that we're investing in, to make America stronger. Investing in American innovation and industries will define the future that China intends to be dominated. Investing in our alliances 
and working with our allies to protect advanced technologies so they will not be used against us. Modernizing our military to safeguard stability and determine, to, deter aggression. Today, we're in the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone else in the world. Anyone else in the world. And I'm committed. I'm committed to work with China where we can advance American interests and benefit the world, but make no mistake about it. That diplomacy? Clear last week. If China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did. I feel like it's kind of the opposite of diplomacy. Is he referencing the balloon there? Let's be clear. Winning the competition should unite all of us. We face serious challenges across the world. But in the past two years, democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Autocracies grown didn't overtly mention the balloon. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. We did what? America's rallying the world to meet those challenges from climate to global health to food insecurity to terrorism to territorial aggression. Allies are stepping up, spending right. more, and doing more. Look. I'll acquiesce. Bridges were forming between partners in the Pacific and those in the Atlantic. And those who bet against America are learning how wrong they are. It's never, ever been a good bet to bet against America. Never. I mean... We haven't won a war and like looking like came to office most assured I was to bet the Vietnam would win. I, I would I would win that bet now, wouldn't I? I never believed it. That's why a year ago I offered a unity agenda to the nation as I stood here. I was saying boo essay. We passed a law making it easy for doctors to prescribe effective treatments for opioid addiction. We passed the gun safety law making historic investments in mental health. We launched the ARPA-H drive for breakthrough in the fights against cancer, Alzheimer's, and diabetes, and so much more. We passed the Heath Robinson Pact Act, named after the late Iraq War veteran whose story about exposure to toxic burn kits I shared here last year. I agree, Mezzer. I think I think Biden is a fundamentally good guy. I think he thinks he's doing the right thing. I think his policies are misguided a lot of ways. Doug from Newton, New Hampshire. He wrote Jill, my wife, a letter, and me as well, about his courageous daughter, Courtney. The Washington Post only has 243, and I have 40. Her sister's best That's awesome. He shared the story all too familiar to millions of Americans and many of you in the audience. I'd say their YouTube has a hell of a lot more, though, if you're talking about Twitch. It spiraled into addiction and eventually death. And you're watching live right now because I'm watching the Washington Post. She was just 20 years old. Describing the last eight years without her, Doug said. Yeah, they got 27,000. No worse pain. <laughs> on YouTube. Yet their family has turned pain to purpose, working to end the stigma and change laws. He told us he wants to start a journey toward American recovery. Doug, we're with you. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. 
big You got it. Now, how wild is that? Like, fucking Hassan's probably watching this shit and has 20,000 viewers, so and the Washington Post has 200. That's hilarious. In the sale and trafficking with more drug detection oh, machines, inspection cargo, stop pills and powder at the border. Working with couriers like FedEx. Wait, I thought we were pro-drug. Packages for drugs. Strong penalties to crack down. You got 47K right now. Second, let's do more on mental health, especially for our children. Usually when I see him, he has like 20K, but that's probably on a, you know, a usual, you know, not busy night. This is the State of the Union. We must finally hold social media companies accountable for experimenting or doing running children for profit. It's time to pass bipartisan legislation to stop big tech from collecting personal data on our kids and teenagers online. I'm pretty sure they know everything about me, including the fact that I want to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Collect on all of us. Third, let's do more to keep this nation's one truly sacred obligation to equip those we send into harm's way and care for them and their families when they come home. Job training, job placement for veterans and their spouses as they come to return to civilian life. Helping veterans afford the rent because no one should be homeless in America, especially someone who served the country. Uh, I want to be big enough to where I can do a fundraiser. I have to fundraise for myself, possibly, to fucking Dennis make sure I got somewhere to live. The is here, the VA. We had a first real discussion when I asked him to take the job. I'm glad he did. Yamato, hell yeah. We're losing up to 25 veterans a day on suicide. Now we're losing 17 a day to the silent scourge of suicide. 17 veterans a day are committing suicide. More than all the people being Buzzy killed in wars. Folks, VA is doing everything it can, including expanding Whoa. mental health screening. Oh, potato! Welcome in, my friend. Veterans, shout out, woke potato for us. Understand what they're going through. Get them the help they need. I'm not high enough for this shit more. either. Where's my lighter? And fourth, last year Jill and I reignited the cancer moonshot that I was able to start with President Obama. Asked me to lead. Oh, they're just gonna say moonshine shot. Our goal is to cut the cancer death rates at least by 50% in the next 25 years. Turn more cancers from death sentences to treatable diseases. Provide more support for patients and their families. It's personal to so many oh, that's of us. Fucking awesome. So many of us in this audience. Joining us are Morris and Candice, an Irishman and the daughter of immigrants from Panama. They met and fell in love in New York City and got married in the same chapel Jill and I got married in New York City. Oh, are they a cute couple? He wrote us a letter. About his little daughter. Let's spell this wrong. Ah, that's hilarious. Thank you for being a freaking follower. She was just a year old when she was diagnosed with rare kidney disease, cancer. After 26 blood transfusions, 11 rounds of radiation, 8 rounds of chemo, one kidney removed, given a 5% survival rate. He wrote how in the darkest moments he thought, if she goes, I can't stay. Many of you have been through that as well. Jill and I understand that like so many of you. 
He read Jill's book describing our family's cancer journey. He did say round of Keno. How we tried to steal moments of joy where we could with Bo. For them, that glimmer of joy was the half smile of their baby girl. It meant everything to them. They never gave Who up else hope. heard Keto? Little Ava never gave up hope. She turns forward. Anyone to hear Kano? They just found out Ava's beating the odds. Is on her way to being cured of cancer. Great minds. And she's watching from the White House tonight if she's not asleep already. For the lives we can save. Joe about put me to sleep earlier, but coffee and cookies brought me back to life. For the lives we can save and the lives we've lost, let this be a truly American moment that rallies the country and the world together and prove that we can still do say troll things. Biden. 20 years ago, under the leadership of President Bush and countless advocates and champions, he undertook a bipartisan effort through PEPFAR to transform the global fight against HIV-AIDS. It's been Wait a minute, huge we're praising Bush. He thought big. He thought large. He moved. Okay, fair enough. And Bush was good on that issue. We do the same thing with cancer. Let's end cancer as we know it. Shut up, Warlord. Even he got an applause from Bono. Folks, there's one reason why we've been able to do all of these things. Our democracy itself. It's the most fundamental thing of all. With democracy, everything's possible. Without it, nothing is. The last few years, our democracy has been threatened and attacked, put at risk, put to the test in this very room on January the 6th. And then just a few months ago... Oh, yeah, how did you not have January 6th on your, on your bingo card, Warlord? ...unleashed a political violence, the home of the then Speaker of the House of Representatives. Using the very same language the insurrectionists used as they stalked these halls and chanted on January 6th. Here tonight in this chamber is a man who bears the scars of that brutal attack, but is as tough and as strong and as resilient as they get. My friend Paul Pelosi, Paul Stanley. Oh, that's who Hat Guy is. That's Paul Pelosi. Looking good to have just taken a hammer to the head. What? Back in October? first, I thought it was Leonard Cohen. I'm like, that motherfucker's dead. We must all speak out. There's no place for political violence in America. We have to protect the right to vote, not suppress the fat fundamental right. Honor the results of our elections, not subvert the will of the people. We have to uphold the rule it of... It is a nice hat. He is rocking it. Of democracy. We must give hate and extremism in any form no safe harbor. Keep on searching for a skull of gold. Democracy must not be a partisan issue. It's an American issue. Every generation of Americans has faced a moment where they have been called to protect our democracy, defend it, stand up for it. And this is our moment. My fellow Americans, we meet tonight at an inflection point, one of those moments that only a few generations ever face with the direction we now take is going to decide the course of this nation for decades to come. We're not bystanders of history. We're not powerless before the force. They were speculating that he may go short, but he's actually going to be on the on the longer side. People 
of what I what I told you guys to expect. Time. We have to be the nation we've always been at our best. Optimistic, hopeful, forward-looking. A nation that embraces... Yo, it has been better than I thought it would be. Hope over fear. Unity over danger. Stability over chaos. We have to see each other not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. We're good people. The only nation in the world built on an idea. The only one. What idea was that, Joe? Other nations are defined by geography, ethnicity. But we're the only nation based on an idea that all of us, every one of us is created equal in the image of God. A nation that stands as a beacon of the world. A nation in a new age of possibilities. So I've come to fulfill my constitutional obligation to report in the State of the Union. And here's my, my, my report. Because the soul of this nation is strong, because the backbone of this nation is strong, because the people of this nation are strong, the State of the Union is strong. The, the card has been completely ridded out. I'm not new to this place. I stand here tonight. No, you're not, sir. About any one of you who've ever served here. <laughs> but I've never been more optimistic about our future, about the future of America. Just to remember who we are. We're the United States of America, and there's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity if we do it together. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. So clocked in about like an hour 20. <laughs> A bingo card bathed in blood. Come on, man. President Joe Biden calling on. Let me make sure I am live. He put it out there and said he wants them to take care of it. We'll see uh, if negotiations happen or not on those issues. But he certainly took his time. And I remember saying in our pre that that like the collective age of, of that circle of people, something like a thousand years old. I'm not even joking. We are expecting soon for him to announce that he wants to seek real. Just like those, the five or six around Biden right now, the collective age is fucking a thousand. It was a raucous, energetic chamber. Remember, we were used to the COVID era where people weren't there. We're at 100% capacity. Uh, there were lots of applause lines, including a lot of applause lines that uh, Kevin McCarthy and Republicans stood for. And the president really did walk that tightrope we were talking about earlier tonight, saying at the beginning he would be a president for all Americans, that he's going to give money to... Uh, Mizzer's kind of right. Biden does like... The bill, but then Mr. Magoo is way into very, very into good situations. He fills upwards now in the majority as a foil, uh, not just for 2024, but even for 2023. His willingness to mix it up uh, with the the hecklers and the jeers uh, shows 
a, a desire to do what Bill Clinton did in 1995, what Barack I don't know Obama how many it would be, like, you know, plus the gallery were able of to above. The election by running against House Republicans. Okay, so I assume that, like, the there's, you know, 435 Congress people. The debt ceiling fight is looming. McCarthy said he wants But to then they've got extra seats because the senators are there. There's over, Supreme Court justices. And what got everybody riled up initially was the president. Uh, there's like at least a thousand seats in that motherfucker. Go after I would say Medicare and Social Security as a means to deal with this. They'd rather do that than tax the wealthy. Totally. And that actually is true. There are some Republicans sure. who are saying there is restructuring that can be done. Yes, stay tuned. We're going to be watching Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and then we're going to head over to C-SPAN, and they will probably be taking, um, they'll be taking call-ins. It's almost like a throwback talking point from 20 years ago. And uh, those are always fantastic. And that's part of the tension there, is that this is not Paul Ryan's Republican Party. You know, four years ago, he was Speaker of the House five years ago now. And uh, or can you make a can you make a quick bingo card for Sarah about the need for entitlement reform? And now you have Donald Trump out there on Truth Social all the time. We can pretty much use the same bingo card because like she's going to she's going to say the same shit. Tension inside the GOP where there may there may be like Ron Johnson and some more conspiracy theory thrown in taking on this third rail of American politics. But for the most part, the Republican Party and the last time uh, we checked in with Sarah Huckabee Sanders here on this show uh, was when she won re-election for governor. There is, of course, the question of just where Republicans would And she came out to the Mom's Spaghetti song from the Eminem movie. Halted for the future, Rhonda. And it was exactly. it was something, something like I I've never went like the lights were flashing and shit. It was like a uh, you know like a TP USA event. And we as reporters were trying to figure out. And I I could not believe what I was seeing. To agree to, we kept hearing that. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the daughter of Mike Huckabee, walking out to. I remember being in the hallways. Lose yourself. And we weren't hearing anything from Republican hardliners on that issue. So that's still. A bit of a mystery. We don't know exactly what. Just those three motherfuckers right there are 500 years old. About, um, but now that was that was hyperbolic. But seriously, they're like 300. No, that's not. That's that's 250. We do know that around. I'm bad at math. We could go into the call. Janet Yellen, who is in the crowd today, she has said that this is a dire situation that needs to be handled immediately. Uh, so for the next couple weeks, you're, you're going to see Congress figure their way forward with that. And if you look at the congressional calendar and you factor in their no spring chicken indeed. don't have much time to figure this out. So as we saw in the speech today, it was a point of contention when he brought up the debt ceiling. He said he was not going to be threatened uh, on that issue and that Congress needed to do its duty of making sure their bills are paid. It's a duty. Uh, but, you know, the reality is this is really going to be a, a tension point. Bad bowl, you in here? President Biden speaking with two retired justices. Ted Poles, our resident uh, scatological expert. Uh, Mr. President, have him over for coffee. Yeah. Uh, so a a scatropologist, if you will. Uh, if you were wondering Sc- why they're there, there are tired justices. No, five other justices present tonight, including the yes. Chief Justice. Uh, Al Green, Congressman, uh, they're talking to the president, having his moment with him. Uh, you know, James, as Republicans have talked I, about... I don't think Sarah Huckabee Sanders' run for the White House is going to happen now. That's a next spend, decade kind of thing. If we're around for that. You know, caps. What, what, what is the buzz phrase I'm looking Maybe for? Maybe in the 2028 20, uh, cycle. Spending. Waste, fraud, and abuse. abuse. Thank you. How could I not think of that? Something that probably every right. politician agrees. <laughs> 
uh, can be cut as well as every American. Uh, the question well, is, I don't think she would be making a go at it in 2024. That after this, we'll have the Republican just one election as governor. Arkansas's brand new governor, Arkansas. Sanders will deliver that response in just a little while. Uh, James. Thank you, Washington Post, for chiming in for me. So she's one of the sort of the freshest and newest uh, Republicans. Hey, she she can do a great smoky eye. Let's talk about the man she used to work for, Donald Trump, and how President Biden went after his predecessor in this speech. That's a really good observation, Libby, because it is rare for a president to call out his predecessor, even of another party. Uh, And he didn't name Donald Trump, but he did say... Uh, under the previous administration, no president has added more to the national debt. Under Donald Trump, again, without naming him, the deficit went up all four years. And he said 25% of the entire national debt was added by Trump. And then when the Republicans were jeering him, ostensibly because a lot of that was COVID relief money that was supported. 2035. Oh, yeah, okay. This is a, a reminder that. Donald Trump may or may not be the Republican presidential nominee. Keep the game going for at least another like ten good years, maybe. Statements on I can on see that social media platform during this speech, and uh, Joe Biden just as he's happy to have House Republicans as a every every day without inaction on the pressing issues. The Washington Post ABC News poll that came out this weekend showed that are numerous climate change being at the top. Every every day without inaction is a a. That be no that future generations are going to pay. I'm I'm pretty much going to get to live out my life, and you know the the last of the good times. Statuary Hall. Talk to us about the guests tonight. If you can call this good times. First Lady Jill Biden, the second gentleman. Not you. Good evening. Guests that you know, members of Congress. He's had a facelift. Well, we heard that's 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 undeniable. I do believe, and that's what they do. Like they tuck up the. In, in, under your ear. On with Russia and that that's, that's why he looks different than a few years ago. That effort. Uh, we also saw the parents of Tyree Nichols. Of course, he's the tennis. I just, I didn't think, I didn't think that it was uh, prudent to bring another. Also, I don't like kids. But that's probably, that's probably more of it. Just, I really don't fucking like Biden to discuss uh, the need for police reform. Uh, there was also uh, parents who are familiar with the battle. Of but also, like, why would you want to bring a kid into into this world? The cancer moonshot has brought up back when he was candidate. Once again, I want to couch this. I don't want to. I don't want to be too much of a cynic. Every generation has thought the world was going to end. It has been a prevalent thought throughout uh, the history of human society that they were right around the corner from the world ending. So I want to put that in context. But like we're really looking at some, some dire situations. The second gentleman's work with combating anti-Semitism. So it was really an array of topics that you see the White House wanted to put out there by the guests that they invited. But right-wingers are always like, oh, they say the world's going to end in 10 years. No, I, I, I just think we've got probably like 10 more good years out of this before there's enough displaced people to where there is so much political instability. Society starts to crumble. By either the members or the president, first lady. It really is to highlight issues that uh, the parties care about. Yeah, Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz brought a guest uh, who had the same experience. I think that uh, no one post apocalyptic uh, depiction of the president and first lady uh, has gotten it right, and that it's going to be a mix of like. Uh, 
if you're in a desert area in Arizona, you're going to have like some Mad Max-like conditions, right? Was put at medical risk because she could not get a doctor to perform the procedure. If you're if you're down in Florida, present in this chamber, you're going to have a water world kind of condition. Give a call out to who still had powerful stories at the White House wants to highlight. And so part of this, just from a brass tack, if you are in that they had people from all over the country. An area that has like a really contaminated water supply. In the Texas newspaper. You, you might be in like a, you know, a, a, a last of us kind of condition. Story. This tradition dates back to Ronald Reagan. In the early 1980s, there was a Get plane fucking crash fungus coming out of you. State of the Union, and Reagan called out uh, someone who. That's a, that's a very good point, clinically. To save a bunch of uh, passengers who had been downed, and it it you know it, I, I think so Appalachia might be like the the most equipped uh, to survive. You know, they they're up high. They rode mountain sections. They're protected. People who were in the guest and box. You know, Bono obviously. They know how to hunt. They know how to fish. They know how to. Which Bono uh, is a supporter of tackling HIV AIDS. The, the ab, okay. Um, but a lot of people can see him. Is it uh, in The Witcher 3? You uh, go into the hills and there's these like really deformed families. Who jumped into the river. That's what's going to happen in Appalachia. Because there's there's all of the industry is going to collapse and the and and their water supply gets so polluted and shit. So there's going to be like deformed mountain so, people. Where does the president go from here? But they're also literally, probably the best equipped to survive the, the coming catastrophe. Yeah, so literally, he's going to Madison, Wisconsin. Then he's going to Jacksonville, Florida. It's sort of the. The, the desire to make the tail of the speech longer. The president will uh, talk about social security. And clinically, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just, we're, we're just spitballing here. It's probably going to be far uh, weirder than that. I, I think we could got you ever, if you, if you were, were sitting in 2010, could you ever, like, describe what happens in 2020? Talking about how like, trying to screw up. Have somebody from 2010 comprehend it. Whether it's the pharmaceutical companies or the uh, hotels charging you resort fees, even though they're not. They'd <laughs> be like, no, and no, that couldn't happen. This is on the Junk Fees Prevention Act, which Republicans didn't stand for. Uh, I don't expect that's necessarily going to pass, but it's one of those things that. Uh, the idea I'm that sure Donald Trump would become really president well, is just absolutely laughable. He's fighting inflation because 15 years ago, dude was an absolute deal, joke. It also shows that he's fighting for them, that he's on their side. Uh, and it, it is reminiscent in some ways. Because I don't watch TV, because I had no idea about The Apprentice, apparently that, that played a big role in convincing stupid people that he's competent sort of seemed like small ball and that he's a strong man and shit that fucking tv uh, show or in, uh, televisions or uh, school uniforms but it, it showed that uh, it said something about can't smoke gold motherfuckers the, the junk fee riff which was pretty long in that speech it seems like something we're going to hear a lot more of from biden and also it reflects the kind of president he's going to be in. Yeah, here. overall, I give him I give Ronda him props for this speech and his his you. willingness to agenda? to go after hecklers and shit. Like and he was he was off the cuff there. That well, was fun. Actually, a lot of them are near me and behind me in a packed statuary hall, uh, giving their reaction to this speech. Uh, I'm I'm. So uh, this is usually about twenty minutes. In our post show, uh, but I, I believe a lot of them will talk about the border. I don't know how long we've been since since Biden quit speaking. It's getting close to 20 minutes right now, or has been 20 minutes. So, uh, anytime now. 
Um, and of course, we are awaiting the uh, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders to deliver the Republican response shortly. I know uh, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, had said last um, week guys in chat, do you, or guys, gals, and non-binary people. I'm not. I'm not gendering anybody. If you, um, in America, she's 40 years old. And is there is there a progressive? Is like Workers' Party or anybody giving a rebuttal? Expected remarks shortly, and and she's going to be pretty partisan. Uh, which of course, that's if, if, if you guys uh, want to find that shit, the president's response after a state of union. Hey, you want to the Libertarian Party giving a rebuttal? They might. They might very well. Uh, the left. Oh, fuck. I got the internet. Uh, uh, taking the money away from talking Americans. Uh, she's going to talk about culture war issues, something that uh, she has made a centerpiece of her, the early weeks of her governorship, uh, which started last month. So this this might be a fiery uh, Republican response. And if, if folks remember her, she was the press secretary to President Ooh, Trump. Here we go. The Hill. We'll see everybody who is responding to the State the of the Union. Um, and we've been wondering Goddamn right, we'll find out. strike tonight. It looks like from some of the excerpts that, yes, <laughs> that, that might be the tone. So Rhonda, uh, one Siskamani. Uh, like some of the House Democrats are waiting for a, a photo. Was picked by McCarthy and McConnell to deliver a Spanish language yes, Republican. Piece of Republicans in the chamber. I don't know. If Representative I Delia Ramirez from the Working Families Party. I vote we watch her. Said to the media, we've all. Mr. Trump is going to be giving a rebuttal. Um, that seems like we should. Uh, but I am noting that we, we, we should watch that really long time to exit uh, in the last seat of the there we go I didn't see Libertarian Party I remember president staying this long uh, I would I would much rather watch Trump in uh, the working families party a part of Congress longer than many of those who are currently in office of course he, he spent time as a senator over 30 years one of the longest serving senators in US history so this is kind of you know maybe a little bit of a field trip and old memories for him Democrats uh, waiting for a chance to get a photograph with the president. Where, where uh, am I going to go? Do I need to go to Rumble to get the, the chamber? Just moments after, minutes really. The after Donald the Trump speech. Finally, apparently it's only three minutes. So that's why it was pre-recorded. Sanders, Governor Huckabee Sanders. Now, uh, James, as Rhonda said, youngest governor in America right now, the first woman governor of Arkansas. She was sworn in on January 10th, so she's been in office for all of four weeks. An interesting choice by Republicans to pick her. Yes, they want to show a woman. Yes, they want to show someone relatively young. Um, but in Americans' minds, she's linked to Donald Trump, and she doesn't have a track record yet as an actual. It is only two minutes, and it was pre-recorded and released like 10 hours ago. Not even a response. Here's the real State of the Union. Over the past two years, under Biden, millions and... <laughs> this is the real State of the Union from the real president, according to his followers. Millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling poison to kill our people and to kill our children. Savage killers, rapists, and violent criminals are being released from jail to continue their crime wave. And under Biden, the murder rate has reached the highest in the history of our Zero to racist in two seconds. The radical Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. Real wages are down 21 months in a row. Gas prices have soared and are now going up much higher than even before. 
And the typical American family is, is that true? $2,200 in increased energy and food costs each year. Joe Biden's weaponized Justice Department, and I'm a victim of it, is persecuting his political. He's a victim of it. His administration is waging war on free speech. They're trying to indoctrinate and mutilate our children. Can it possibly be TOS? He's running for president again. All the platforms are letting him back on because he's an important political figure. (laughs) He's leading us to the brink of World War III. And on top of all of that, he's the most corrupt president in American history. And it's not even... (laughs) The, the literal most corrupt president in history, calling somebody else the most corrupt president, is not even close. But the good news is we are going to reverse every single crisis, calamity, and disaster that Joe Biden has created. I am running for president to end the destruction of our country on, man. and to complete the unfinished business of making America great again. We will make our country better than ever before and we will always put America first. Thank you. Oh, that was great. It weren't felt by the American public. So it is an uphill uh, climb for the Biden administration (laughs) to prove that these things did work. Rhonda is in the very busy and bustling statuary hall. It's right outside of the House chamber, and so you can see all of those members of Congress milling around her. She'll be talking to some of them in just a moment. But do stay tuned, because in addition to that, we'll hear the Republican rebuttal momentarily by Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders of Arkansas. James, as you've talked to Democratic sources and and Democratic members of Congress, how fiery did they want Joe Biden to be tonight? And do you Comfortable superstar. Welcome. uh, With... The line he tried to crisscross over and sort of hopscotch around bipartisanship, and yet he threw he threw some punches. I think they'll be uh, they'll be happy. I have one Democrat who's sort of ambivalent about Biden on Capitol Hill texted me to say he's old, but he still has gas in the tank, uh, which I think is actually kind of a, a prominent view uh, over there. So values kind of a, in the fighting spirit. In the, the kind of the, he's still got the fight. That he's still got the energy. They they don't really like it at the very end of that speech. He started yelling, <laughs> and often that's a way for people to show that they're passionate about something, that they're excited and energetic. That's not necessarily what they want to see, but they do want to see the fiery fighting spirit. I said Truman-esque a few minutes ago. I think that that's very much what Biden is trying to go for. Mm. Uh, Rhonda, let's talk about how uh, different this speech is than the, trying to fix the audio. Of the pandemic. Uh, describe for us the atmosphere of what it's like on Capitol Hill tonight. Yeah, I just actually heard someone behind me mention that this feels like some sort of post-pandemic event because people don't quite remember how we used to cover State of the Union. Uh, there are so many people here in Statuary Hall. This, of course, is where for years media uh, broadcasted from on this night. For the, for the last few years, we've been in another uh, House office building and covering this from a distance. But this year, uh, Statuary Hall is back and is also the site of uh, the current Speaker of the House's uh, weekly press briefings. That's been a change this year. He is usually gathering us uh, down the way beyond these columns I'm standing next to. Uh, and that's a little different. He explains that he likes this room a lot. 
uh, that it reminds him of Lincoln because there is a star on the floor that shows where uh, President Lincoln, when he was in Congress, where he sat. Uh, so that's been something new, too, the use of Saturday Hall. But there are so many people here, and I don't quite remember it being like this in the last few years. And, of course, that was likely due Helen, to are you here? Uh, the chamber, uh, people have masks on. We didn't really I'm returning back to zero. Uh, Tell me which what do I need to go negative or positive on the milliseconds? So we would often get emails the day of State of the Union where members would tell us, you know, their virtual guests back home. So a little bit of a, a return to norms, I would say. Is the audio coming before or after her? It seems like they want to stick around. I have been to State of the Unions in the past years where everyone kind of wanted to pack up and go home. But it seems like people are, are sticking around it. You're at the party tonight. Rather than everybody leaving to go to the party, you are at the party. Um, you can oh, it's see in time for you? Okay. Rhonda, you see there, I'll stop fucking uh, with Governor's them. Mansion in Arkansas. That's in Little Rock, and that's where Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders will be speaking in just a moment. We expect her maybe I'm, to maybe I'm too high. around 10 minutes. That's the typical length of time that the rebuttals last. As you heard from Rhonda, we expect it to have a, a political punch, James. We are expecting it to be a partisan speech. It will be a partisan speech. It will be very sort of anti Oh, yeah. Squarely at the president, uh, and it will talk a lot about immigration. Not high that enough. Was an area where you saw some of the. I was thinking it was too high. If I'm like looking at their mouths, and I'm like, when, the, uh, the audio you know, doesn't measure. Biden said, "Help me secure the border. I can't do it without you." That's been their biggest thing that they're hammering uh, Biden on for his, they say, failure to do. Uh, I have no doubt that Governor Sanders will similarly drive that message. She will also talk about the economic. Uh, issues, uh, inflation. I think he's uh, standing uh, up, isn't he? Eggs, uh, that kind of thing. And we haven't really talked about foreign policy. I really like him. That's why we, that's why we do Washington yeah. Post. I had a little bit on China, a little bit on Ukraine, but it really was a speech focused on domestic policy. Mm -hmm. uh, because ultimately, oh, no, he's sitting, he's sitting down. My bad. I, I apologize. Uh-oh, here we go. Arkansas. I'm Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Being a mom oh, with three young children taught me not to believe every story I hear. So forgive me for not believing much of anything I heard tonight from President Biden. From out of control inflation and violent crime to the dangerous border crisis and threat from China, Biden and the Democrats have failed you. They know it and you know it. And it's time for a change. Tonight, let us reaffirm our commitment to a timeless American idea that government exists not to rule the people, but to serve the people. Democrats want to rule us with more government control, but that's not who we are. America is the greatest country the world has ever known because we're the freest country the world has ever known with a people who are strong and resilient. Five months ago, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. It was a hard time for our family. Oh, my heart goes out to her for that. Scarlett, Huck, and George. But we kept our faith Huck. and persevered. Thanks to exceptional doctors here in Arkansas, a successful surgery, and the grace of God, I am cancer-free. Through it all, I couldn't help but think about my mom. She was 20 years old and in her first year of marriage. When she and she, I just noticed that she's showing off the scar. The doctors told her she might not live. <laughs> Clinically. And if she did live, they said she'd never walk again. And if she did walk, 
she'd definitely never have children. The daughter she was told she'd never have was just sworn in as the new governor of Arkansas and is speaking to you tonight. <laughs> Adversity and fear of the unknown can paralyze us, but faith propels us to charge boldly ahead. We can't stand still. Workplace accidents usually are what paralyzes us, I, I think. Put on this earth for such a time as this to charge boldly ahead. I'll be the first to admit <laughs> President Biden and I don't have a lot in common. I'm for freedom. He's for government control. At 40, I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, he's the oldest president in American history. I'm the first woman to lead my state, and he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. In the radical left's America, oh, oh, oh. Washington taxes you Up and lights your hard-earned money on fire. We'll see. But you get crushed with high gas prices, empty grocery shelves, and our children are taught to hate one another on account Gimme. of their race. Fantastic and not to love one another or our great country. Oh, I love the QAnon show. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely mad, mad, mad. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. It's time. No, I think uh, it's just a depth of field on the camera. I don't think it's a green screen. Upon taking office just a few weeks ago, I signed executive orders to ban And again, CRT, maybe now that I look at her hair. ...and indoctrination in our schools. Eliminate the use of derogatory term Latinx in our government. Repealed COVID orders and said never again to authoritarian man. You know what you're doing with a camera. You can get that fucking Americans shot. want common sense from their leaders. But in Washington, the Biden administration is doubling There's two different ways. You, you, you can do it by adjusting your President aperture Biden or you can zoom in. economic recovery on with, If you have a long lens, you can zoom in. in history, and when you focus on the subject energy, on the... Fast rising wages. A rebuilt military. In the, in the, in the foreground, the it'll automatically blur the, the background. But over the last two years, Democrats destroyed it all. Despite Democrats' trillions in reckless spending and mountains of debt, I get all excited talking about fucking shot composition and shit. As a mom, well, I should probably be a teacher. Who has lost a son or daughter to addiction? A hundred thousand Americans a year are now. Sorry, I'm talking over Sanders. Largely from fentanyl pouring across our southern border. Yet the Biden administration refuses to secure the border and save American lives. Oh, we already did border, didn't we? Attacks on law enforcement, calls to defund the police, violent criminals roam free, while law-abiding families live in fear. Beyond our border from Afghanistan to Ukraine, from North Korea to Iran, President Biden's weakness puts our nation and the world at risk. You won't say Russia. President's refusal to stand up to China, our most formidable adversary, is dangerous and unacceptable. President Biden is unwilling to defend our border, defend our skies, and defend our people. 
He is simply I guess unfit the, to serve as commander. This is the spy balloon. And while you reap the consequences of their failures, the Biden administration seems more interested in woke fantasies than the hard reality Americans face every day. Up yours, Most Americans simply want to live their we'll lives see in freedom and peace. Who? But we are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day, we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols. All while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is. Your freedom of speech. That's not Sam Smith turned me into a gay Satan. And it's wrong. Make no that mistake. That may be my favorite thumbnail I've ever made. Republicans will not surrender this fight. We will lead with courage and do what's right. Not what's politically correct or convenient. Republicans believe in an America. This picture appears and never seems to fade. In safe communities where jobs are abundant and paychecks are rising. The party of the Trump that literally had a gigantic gold idol, the birthright, calf idol Trump fucking statue. And child. These are the principles Republican governors are fighting for. And in Washington, the devil is. leadership of Senate Republicans and Speaker Kevin McCarthy, we will hold the Biden administration accountable. Down the street from where Come I on, man. is my alma mater, Little Rock Central High. As a student there, I will never forget watching my dad, Governor Mike Huckabee, and President Bill Clinton hold the doors open to the Little Rock Nine. Doors that 40 years earlier had been closed to them because they were black. Today, those children once barred from the schoolhouse are now heroes. You have been one of the ones wanting to keep them in bondage, Sarah. I'm proud of the progress our country has made. And I believe giving every child access to a quality education, regardless of their race or income, is the civil rights issue of our day. Tomorrow, I will unveil an education package that will be the most far-reaching, bold, conservative education reform in the country. Oh, God. My plan empowers parents with real choices, improves literacy and career readiness, and helps put a good teacher in every classroom by increasing their starting salary from one of the lowest one of the highest in the nation. Here in Arkansas and across America, Republicans are working to end the policy. Why do I have a feeling? kids in failing schools. Why do I have a feeling it'll be like CRT and don't say gay? We will educate, not indoctrinate our kids, and put students on a path to success. It's time for a new generation to lead. This is our um. moment. This is our opportunity. A new generation born in the waning decades of the last century, shaped by economic booms and stock market busts, forged by the triumph of the Cold War and the tragedy of 9-11. When she says booms, it kind of sounds a little racist. And new ideas to solve age-old problems. A generation moored to our deepest values and oldest traditions yet unafraid to challenge the present order and find a better way forward. 
If we I feel like I've been making a lot of race death, jokes. America can once again be the land of the free and the home of the brave. During my two and a half years at the White House, I traveled on every foreign trip with the president. A trip I will never forget. On December 25th of 2018, my husband and cleaned up wrapping paper that was shoved into every Life corner of our house. Thanks to our three kids. When I had to walk out on my own family's Christmas, unable to tell them where I was going that night, because the place I'd be traveling was so dangerous, they didn't want anybody to know that the president was going to be on the ground even for a few hours. We boarded Air Force One in complete and total darkness. There were no lights on the plane, no lights on the runway. Our phones and computers shut down and turned in. We were going completely off the grid. Nearly 12 he hours. He thinks this is the coolest thing that ever happened to her. Black of night. I mean, we it is kind of cool. war-torn part of Western Iraq. It was again a similar scene. No lights on the plane. No lights on the runway. The only thing you could see was coming from about a mile away in a dining hall where hundreds of troops who were in the fight against ISIS had gathered expecting to celebrate Christmas with senior military leadership from around the region. They had absolutely no idea that the president and first lady were about to walk into that room. And when they did, it was a sight and a scene and a sound. I hope I never forget. The room erupted. Men and women from every race, religion, and region, every political party, every demographic you can imagine started chanting in perfect unison over and over and over again, USA, USA, USA. It was an absolutely- I am definitely not saying you, me. Of what makes our country great. One of the young soldiers yelled from the back, Mr. President, I re-enlisted in the military because of you. And the president said, and son, I'm here because of you. Shortly after that young soldier came up to me, he said, Sarah, you have a tough job. I told him what I do is nothing. You take bombs and bullets. That's a tough job. And in a moment that I know I'll cherish for the rest of my life, that soldier reached up and he pulled the Brave Rifles patch he wore on his shoulder and he placed it into my hand a sign of ultimate respect. And he said, Sarah, we are in this together. Overwhelmed with emotion and speechless, I just hugged him with tears in my eyes and a grateful heart for our heroes. Oh. Free. That young man, everyone who has served before him, all of those, who serve a lot. Interrupted that uh, riveting speech by Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We know who will be called upon to serve after him. Deserve to know they have a country and a community back home doing our part in the fight for freedom. 
America is great because we are free. But today, our freedom is under attack and the America we love is in danger. President Biden and the Democrats have failed you and it's time for a change. A new generation of Republican leaders are stepping up, not to be caretakers of the status quo, but to be change makers for the American people. We know not what the future holds, but we know who holds the future in his hands. He's got and the whole world. Oh shit, that's exactly what you're talking about. That America is still the place where freedom reigns and liberty will never die. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Arkansas you have Sarah it. Huckabee Sanders giving the Republican response to the State of the Union, drawing a contrast with President Biden in age and freshness in leadership. She's held office for less than a month. She had tough words for the president. She called him unfit to serve as commander in chief. She just said like woke a bunch of times. Fantasies. So Rhonda, let's talk about the governor's goals here. You know, she touted things like education. So we're gonna go over to C-SPAN now. Well, I might have to. I might have to sign in here. Go, Governor Sanders. What's your response? This is the good shit. Well, for at least 20 years, I've heard politicians of both stripes talk about comprehensive immigration reform, in other words, a new law. And my question is, why would anyone care about passing a new law if it's not going to be enforced? Three to five million new Democrat voters voters have come across the border since Biden took office. And there's because there's the existing laws are not being enforced. So passing new laws to me makes no sense. I will say, uh, I'll paraphrase something Governor Sanders says, and that is that 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is no place for the woke mob to be ruling from. And so I, I think this this woke nonsense, this politically correct nonsense, that I can't we'll tell you what a woman is nonsense, who. has got to come to a stop. That's Jerry in Connecticut. Spencer's in Michigan, Mount Clemens, Michigan, Democrat. Spencer, what did you think of the president's speech? What did you hear? Or Governor Sanders' response? Yeah, you know, I thought the president's speech, I really appreciated uh, when he spoke about Tyree Nichols and he spoke about the talk um, that, you know, he didn't have to have that talk. With they him. they asked me about my show and shit last time I called in. I've had that conversation um, with my parents. It's very tough. We just see almost every day now uh, people, innocent black and brown people are being um, really hurt um, by the police. They're being shot and killed. And so to see that acknowledgement of that from the president, to see the need for change and to see both sides of the aisle stand up when he said, um, you know, we are going to find a solution and that um, there will be justice delivered. That was something that I was very appreciative to see. That's Spencer in Michigan. Lori's in Mobile, Alabama, independent line. Lori? Say some shit about Mobile. Well, um, I... McCarthy kind of made me angry. He looked like he had taken a sleeping pill and was falling asleep back there. And I thought it was disrespectful that he... Uh, Be fair, I almost fell asleep. ...for children's uh, medical care, for clean water, infrastructure, affordable insulin, 
uh, children being able to sit with their parents on flights. And, I, you know, I remember Nancy Pelosi being very disrespectful when Trump spoke and she tore up the papers. But by the same token, uh, Trump only got up there and talked about how great Trump was. Uh, Biden tonight was talking about issues that affect us of the rest of Americans. So I was disappointed to see McCarthy completely apathetic to... Um, to be fair, Biden was asleep. Directly. Greta Barano, hey, he's pretty lively tonight. C-SPAN's coverage of tonight's State of the Union speech on Twitter. We have put together this graphic for our viewers that shows President Biden spoke tonight for a little over 72 minutes. How that compares to his previous two speeches, last year's State of the Union speech around 62 minutes, and then his joint address to Congress in 2021 around 65 minutes. Chad Pergram of Fox News notes the president was interrupted 100 times tonight with applause. Before tonight's speech, many people may have That's for all you stat wonks. between Mitt Romney and George Santos. Mitt Romney, the senator, was walking down the center of the aisle, as the senators do when they come into the chamber. And many people saw this between the two of them. Romney didn't look happy. Was Romney telling him off? Reporters were reading lips and said that Mitt Romney said, you ought to be embarrassed and then another reporter tweeting out yes i say it all the time uh that romney told told reporters when he left the chamber that he told george santos ahead of the address that he should not be parroting in front of the president when asked if he was disappointed that mccarthy had not called on george santos to resign he responded yes and then uh, another reporter tweeting out that Marionette Miller Meeks somehow got between Santos in the aisle before President Biden made his way down the aisle. She got the presidential handshake. <laughs> Santos was shut out. And this uh, reporter, Arthur Delaney, calling it an incredible blocking move. And then Come a familiar on, face was on the center aisle tonight for our longtime C-SPAN. He got shut out in the paint. Huffington Post noting few things in life you can count on, but one of them is Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, Democrat of Texas, holding on to her spot on the aisle for the State of the Union. She's had this seat on lockdown for decades. And Greta Love said you, that the president's speech went for 73 minutes. And that looks like the second longest behind President Trump at about 80 minutes of all, all the modern states of the union. Aiden in Gilbertsville, Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania, Republican line. Aiden, good evening. Hi, how you doing? How are you? Um, so tonight I am a 19-year-old. I'm from Pennsylvania. I moved down to Florida to go to college. Ask him how much you can get in, in SNAP benefits. The state of the union. And I was hoping tonight... But Joe Biden would use the bipartisan Congress that he was given to put an olive branch out to Republicans and really try to work on making America better for my generation. I don't really think he did that tonight. Um, I think this is a sad opportunity for America. And Governor Sanders did a great job responding and really made me and my roommates here optimistic for the future of America. Aiden, what's an issue of concern to you? Immigration. We, I mean... 
Joe Biden brought this, uh, this unfortunate father. He's um, in Pennsylvania. Drug use. Um, and we're seeing all these mishaps at the border. I don't really think that's something that President, should, President Biden should be touting. He should be working to fix that. That's something he really did bad on his first few days in office, revoking all that funding that was directed by President Trump toward building the wall and other necessary border security initiatives. Aiden, thanks for calling in. Where do you go to school? Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, Daytona Beach, Florida. And what are you studying? I'm studying aeronautical science to become a commercial pilot. There you go. Thanks, Aiden, for calling in. Mike, I'm going to be a commercial pilot. California Independent Line. Go ahead, Mike. What'd you think? I, of the not the Disney pilots. Uh, in the most part, I liked it. Um, I've seen a lot of things uh, on the Republican side that they didn't stand or applaud to something that it really gets me in the go when he talked about the taxes and make the the. One percent pay their fair share. Quickly <laughs> says it's a scam school. A flat I wouldn't doubt it. Everybody pay their fair share. No loopholes. Make the tax. Make it simple. Just put it out as a flat tax. I got a pilot's we'll license. We'll gain more money that way. And license to pilot and that ass. These uh, programs that we need, and put the money back. You live in, in sexual the, anarchy, people. And what happened to the money that was borrowed from Social Security in the first place? Why isn't that money put back into Social Security to support these wars that we had previously before our times? Why isn't that money put back in? Did he say wars? I want to know where that money went. So, Mike, the president spent a bit of time talking about Social Security and Medicare and seniors this evening. And he got a full standing ovation when he said that Medicare and Social Security would not be. I do support our whores. Democrats. Did you see that? It will not. What happened to the money that was taken out? That hasn't been replaced. Why isn't it such a crisis right now? It wouldn't be if that money was put back. Thank you, sir, for calling in. Wayne in Winter Haven, Florida, Democrat. Wayne, good evening to you. Hey, good evening. Thank you for having me, and I truly appreciate it. I just want to say that Joe Biden's speech was a speech that was in the right move for our country. But may I say something to Sarah Huckabee, who came out saying that she can't trust the word of this president and the left wing. This is a woman who's a press secretary under Trump, who by all circumstances lied to us about COVID, by all circumstances told us that Russia, that Putin, was a man that he could trust. As an African-American, I will say this to the people who are not going to call and keep pushing this issue. CRT is not taught in your schools. Us as African-American, Afro-Latino, Afro-Caribbean, no matter where we're from, our parents have come to this country with the same dream that all immigrants have had. And the thing that upsets me is when you have a Republican Party that refuses to work with Democrats. To Aiden out there in Daytona, who says he was disappointed because uh, Biden could have put an olive branch to the Republicans. Well, Aiden, I will tell you this. You tell your Republican Party that they can work with Democrats in passing comprehensive immigration bills 
making sure that social programs that help our communities stay intact and do not cut Social Security, Medicare for those who need it. Do you have any questions for me? Wayne, I wanted to ask you one thing about what Governor Sanders said when she said she considered me something, bitch. to be the civil rights issue of our era. Could you imagine that? That today a Republican would say that civil rights, that education is the civil rights of our era. When time after time, I live here in Florida. Here we have a governor that has said that the African-American studies, AP, is not worth its weight or it has no value. How does that, how do, how do I tell my children who study in the state, my children who happen to be biracial, who happens to want to understand why is it that their side of their lives, being black, is told it has no value in the educational system? All right. I will say this to Sarah Huckabee, if I may, before you cut me off. Go ahead. I will say this to Sarah Huckabee. There is this no is Florida. Making, Sorry, man. There is not making your kids uncomfortable about the history of this country. All we want is for our stories to be told and for reparations to be had for those who have suffered. I'm Wayne Parchman, CEO of Quantum Stereo. Thank you. That's Wayne in Florida. Oh, we got an ad at the end. Fantastic. Who was in attendance? Go follow Parson Stereo on Facebook and shit. Show the motherfuckers some love. Chief Justice Roberts was there, Justice Kagan, Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett, and and the newest Associate Justice. I mean, I can't can't complain. I got a plug in when I called C SPAN. That were not there. I got follows from it. Gorsuch, Alito, who has not attended since 2010, and Justice Thomas, who has not attended a State of the Union since 2006. Some folks may have also noticed that former Supreme Court justices were in attendance tonight wearing their robes. Stephen Breyer, perhaps the Supreme Court's biggest State of the Union fan, is back in the Capitol tonight. This is a tweet from Zach Schoenfeld. It's the first time a retired justice was has been in attendance in 26 years. Oh, it was Kennedy. Kennedy. I don't know. Well Rinquist probably dead. Justices. And the designated survivor tonight, Chad Pergram of Fox News, tweeting out that it was Labor Secretary Marty Welsh is the designated survivor for the State of the Union speech. He's being so good. Of power intact. As See, this is what happens Vice when you have state content that is is just for bringing you information and has no, chamber. you know, and uh, Howard Mortman sponsorship and no, no, we don't have to draw numbers. The fourth president to deliver good shit. I want more of it. And a response to a State of the Union address. The other three were Gerald Ford, George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton. And uh, Biden on March 1st, 2022 and January 25th, 1983, delivering the Democratic response. Here's a quote from 40 years ago from Joe Biden. We think, frankly, though, it's time we put up or shut up. Joe Biden was one of several Democrats who gave a response to President Reagan's State of the Union address, January 25th, 1983. Biden responded to Reagan. Talk about several policy issues tonight. And he also called for unity between the two parties and to work together. 
In her poll done I don't think he said unity, Post, but that was on the uh, bingo card, Americans wasn't it? Broadly distrust the president and McCarthy and both parties in Congress when they asked, how much confidence do you have in Biden, Democrats, Republicans, and Kevin McCarthy to make the right decisions for the country's future? You can see most of those polled said just some, none at all on that question. And then earlier we showed you that the Associated Press before tonight's State of the Union speech uh, released a poll with just Democrats. Now, tonight's I got State a poll for you. To be a preview of what President Biden you live in sexual anarchy to seek a second term. And they found that 37 percent of Democrats in this poll say that the president should run for re-election in 2024, down from 52 percent. Cover this story last October. night. And then finally, want to share with BNC you spam bringing you the hard news uh, put out recently. It shows the number like literally the hard the news for a state of the union. You live in sexual anarchy to 2022, 20, 2022. And you can see the numbers have gone down significantly in 19. I should be ashamed of myself. I should learn to feel embarrassed. Viewers. It popped back up against again in 2003 at 62 million again. In 2009, uh, almost uh, 52 million or over 52 million. But you've seen the numbers go down in the State of the Union address over the years by the millions. And as Greta mentioned, Marty Walsh was the, uh, he's the Labor Secretary and he was the designated survivor. It was just announced that he is going to the NH NHL Players Union as their representative. So he'll be leaving uh the administration back to your phone calls joe in new york city democrat joe. joe good evening to you hi how are you please go ahead um yeah so i'm originally from iowa i moved to new york city uh to study um in college um i thought the overall tone that the president gave tonight in his speech was uh, where it needed to be. I was actually surprised at the beginning with his uh, um, bipartisanship when he congratulated uh, Speaker McCarthy on, on his um, election to that role. Um, I don't know why you'd be like surprised. Appropriately touched on uh, the, like his issues, brand. You know, the economy, um, uh, the need for gun control, LGBTQ rights. Um, but one thing that struck um, stuck out to me as concerning was some of the heckling that was happening on uh, the Republican side of the aisle, particularly it seemed with um, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Florida, um, and especially the way the Republicans reacted um, when uh, the father of a victim of, um, of drug addiction was being recognized, and they, they were heckling the president during his recognition of, of that issue and that individual. I thought that was really disrespectful. And it really concerns me, um, you know, for sort of the, the, the disintegration of some of the decorum, the typical rules of decorum that uh, the House and Congress has been known for. And with uh, Governor Huckabee's response... Is a, is a Florida, Sanders Georgia, Bama line. You know, she said that that whole it's region's kind of fucked up. Normal and crazy. I don't know how effective or appropriate it was to, you know, insinuate that the beliefs that half of the country holds are crazy. And that, you know, what they believe in for themselves, for their children, for the future of this country 
is crazy. I don't think that sends the right message at all. And I don't think the Republican Party will do very well if they continue to promote this sort of division. That's Joe in New York City. Are you still in college, Joe? Yeah. Where do you go? Uh, I am studying politics and psychology at... Whoa. No, C-SPAN, don't freeze on us. Ooh. Well, did it end? He's been ended on us? No, we weren't done. Live now. Hundred thousand. Boo. Nuts. This is live now. Are we not live? In hearing the Republican response by Arkansas Governor Sarah Sanders. I'm gonna cry. Well, tonight, response the working families party before we get out of here for them one more response to the state Ilya Ramirez give us the party Congresswoman Ilya Ramirez. My mom, bakery assembly, raised in Chicago.
WFP works to elect candidates who take that fight. Well, the audio the cuts in a little bit. And every year, a working families Democrat takes the opportunity of the State of the Union to share our vision for a government that has our backs. We want our government to represent us, not los riquillos, not the super rich, or the giant corporations. You see, I was born and raised in Chicago. My parents came to this country from Guatemala. My mother crossed the border while she was pregnant with me. And she did that to give this her the working families party. a fighting chance to escape the poverty she grew up in. My parents worked hard to build a life for us. Factory jobs, home care jobs, selling cosmetics, jewelry, multiple jobs at once. Sometimes back-breaking jobs on a bakery assembly line, 12 or 14 hours, nonstop. They switched shifts so they could alternate taking care of us even when it meant they hardly saw each other. My family made it this far because we are rooted in community. They raised me in church and they taught me the value of hard work, faith, and how to live my faith through social justice. They taught me to believe in an America where everyone can thrive. But after decades of assembly line work, my dad was diagnosed with kidney cancer. Thankfully today he's in remission, but those long hours and the physical demands of having to stand for as long as he had to forced him to retire. And now he can barely afford his Medicare supplemental. My mom, she still works as a home care worker, but she makes so little that she has to get her health care through Medicaid. My parents, they're not alone. Every single year, millions of families face high health care costs that force them to have to choose between rent and medical care. Well, at least this woman's story so actually resonates with the majority of Americans. I worked with the Latino Legislative Caucus in Illinois to pass a law guaranteeing health insurance to all Illinoisans, 42 and up, regardless of immigration status. We did that for our own family for immigrant and Latino communities. And now that I'm in Congress, I am here. This is Delia Ramirez, Congresswoman Delia Ramirez from Illinois. Across this country. I ran for Congress because Washington needs more working class people making decisions. I know the struggles working people face every single day. And it's not because I've read about them. It's because I've lived them too. The working class doesn't look any one way. Some people are struggling to save for college. Others are trying to get by on fixed incomes. Some live in towns with a good job left years ago and others in big cities where rent or property taxes just keep going up. Some communities are plagued by opioid deaths or gun violence. Some have seen flooding. Others have faced droughts or wildfires let in water or power outages because of the climate crisis. I want to tell you, whatever part of the working class you're from, we have plenty in common. And together, we are the majority. Tonight, the president spoke about the state of our union. 
So let's talk a little bit more about what working people are facing. It's been really, really difficult. We've lived through years of COVID and many of us lost people we love. Costs went through the roof from housing to childcare to groceries and our wages, they haven't kept up. All while price gouging corporations have made record profits at our expense. We see mass shootings. We see young people facing a mental health crisis. We've seen our rights under attack taken away by an out of control Supreme Court. The Biden administration and Democrats in Congress took important steps. They put money in people's pockets and free COVID vaccines in their arms. The infrastructure bill will build roads and bridges and also infrastructure for clean water and electric vehicles. The Inflation Reduction Act will lower drug prices and make insurance more affordable for millions of seniors. And President Biden uses executive authority to cancel up to $20,000 in student loan debt. Those things will make a difference. But let's be honest. If, if that actually goes too through. Hard for too many families in this country to make ends meet. Even while oil companies and grocery chains were making record profits, the Republicans want to blame higher prices on workers who got their first raise. Yeah, this is the progressive response from the Working Families Party. When Democrats control the House. This is Delia Ramirez, a congresswoman from Illinois. Better plan. And that included. Yeah, she she was elected as a Democrat. And community colleges more affordable. House Democrats voted to extend the child tax credit, putting $300 a month in the pockets of working parents. Yet every single Republican opposed it. And just enough corporate Democrats joined them to block that bill. What I want to say to President Biden and all my fellow Democrats in Congress is that we have two jobs. We must stand up to the extremism of the MAGA Republicans, and we have to show working people what Democrats See chainsaw. Have a good night. Working families. I'll give Chainsaw a shout out. Control. And that means we won't give up on those family supporting investments. We came so close to winning. So I'm glad that the president called for reviving the child tax credit and expanding Medicaid and taxing billionaires to pay for it. We, almost, we also must take action right now with the power that we do have. The president can use executive authority to further reduce drug prices. He can stand up protections for renters and hold corporate landlords accountable for the rent price gouging and housing discrimination we are seeing throughout the nation. If Republicans in the majority are as interested in working class families as Somebody they Somebody go be changed on his 50th fall. they'll stand with us. But if they don't, Americans will see who's on their side and Republicans will pay the price at the ballot box. Last year, we heard pundits say that we Latinos are much more conservative and we're turning towards the Republicans. But what we saw is that- She is elected as a Democrat, but she is part of the Working Families Party. Lives, like health is a leftist. Jobs, housing, childcare, elder care, clean air, and water. 
working people hear you, no matter what color they are. When you talk about democracy, immigration reform, our basic freedoms, working people hear you. We can't depend on a party label as the only reason to vote for us. Our job is to hear what working people are telling us and deliver. Take something as simple as the right to stay home when you're sick. Too many workers don't even have that. Goddamn right. Railroad workers demanded the right to just a few paid sick days, and the multi-billion dollar companies rejected their demand. That's an issue that Biden didn't bring up. Everyone gets sick, and everyone deserves sick days. A $7.25 an hour minimum wage was an insult before prices surged. It is past time for a $15 minimum wage and one fair wage, at least, as we work towards a living wage. Workers at companies like Starbucks and Amazon, they've been organizing. The minimum wage should be like $22 right now at the minimum. The wealthy executives refuse to negotiate with them and have even fired workers for speaking up on the job. That is wrong. Every worker deserves a voice and needs protection from retribution when they speak up. Tonight, we are mourning the murder of Tyree Nichols. We thank the Congressional Black Caucus and President Biden for bringing Tyree Nichols' family to Washington. For generations, our country's laws practices and resources have enabled police violence in our communities. It is a pattern, not an exception. In 2020, we all watched as Minneapolis police officer murdered George Floyd. Millions took to the streets in grief to demand an end to police brutality, which disproportionately kills and injures black people, especially black men. Congress has failed to pass even the most modest accountability measures to change how police show up in our communities. Tyree's murder is an unspeakable reminder that the demand for justice remains unanswered. We must pen this deadly status quo. We must end qualified immunity. We must invest in ending poverty, uplifting schools, jobs, housing, healthcare, and strong communities. That's what- Ezra, you got that right. God damn. The Republicans have controlled the House for just a month. And all I've seen from them is a determination to destroy the economic security of families like mine. Take away the precious freedoms that we still have and target some of our bravest champions like Representative Ilhan Omar. Republicans, including Representative Juan Ciscomani, are manufacturing a crisis by threatening to make the government default on its bills. Why do you ask? So they can force cuts to Social Security and Medicare. They are willing to risk economic catastrophe for an extreme agenda that no one voted for. As the president said, yeah, this was pre-taped. Democrats won't let Social Security and Medicare get cut. 
Trump's was the best pre-tape, though. It was two minutes, and it was wild. They are literally the reason working-class seniors like my parents don't spend their later years in poverty. And we need all congressional Democrats to hold firm against any cuts. We don't need any bipartisan commissions to recommend grand bargains that will make working people poorer. What we should be doing is expanding Social Security and Medicare, not cut them. Let's make it plain. Republicans want to slash health care for working people, let their donors get another tax cut. But we... They released it before the speech, so it's not really a response to Biden's speech, but also they kind of knew what Biden was going to talk about. Health care. Republicans and their fossil fuel industry backers are furious that Americans are taking climate change seriously. But we, we will keep fighting for clean air, for clean water, lower utility bills, good jobs. Also, Shelly, good evening. Republicans want to divide people. They want to make us afraid of each other. Trump did everything, everything in his power to spread deadly hate and lies to the American people and to the world. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she helped. Trump and Republicans, they're terrified of us. They're terrified of working people standing together for what we all have in common. And 12 million of our neighbors still lack legal status and face deportation when all they want to do is to contribute to their families and to their communities. My husband, Boris, is a dreamer who has lived in the U.S. since the age of 14. He's lived here longer than he lived in Guatemala growing up. And like many others, he has been waiting years what feels like decades to finally have a pathway to citizenship. But both Democrats Goku, and Republicans right. have failed them. This, this has been a far more this substantive speech and, and definitely geared more towards I know what us. Like to live with that uncertainty and fear. And it is why we must do everything in our power to finally pass comprehensive immigration reform. In the meantime, we need the president to extend protections from deportation for all 12 million undocumented community members, and we must provide them access to work permits. Republicans like Sarah Huckabee Sanders want to politicize a humanitarian crisis at the southern border, making Americans fear people who are coming here to escape violence and poverty like my parents did almost 40 years ago. Trump's policies did not stop people from coming here in search of asylum. What they did was make it more deadly. President Biden inherited a broken immigration system. And Republicans in Congress would rather scare voters than work towards a solution. The word of the day the other day was demagoguery. The president's recent announcement of expanded legal pathways was a positive step. But it can't be at the expense of treating some members of the immigrant community as collateral. We need to end Title 42. We believe the president and the country can do better. America is rooted in the vision that this is a place where people can build a better life. We have to change our laws and we have to dedicate our resources to live up to that vision.
for people that have been here for generations and for people who want to join us, including refugees and asylum seekers. Republicans want to criminalize abortion. Voters stood up for our reproductive freedoms at the polls and we will show America that we will fight tooth and nail to ensure that families can decide for ourselves when and how to grow without Republican politicians deciding for us. Criminalizing abortion is one more way Republicans are abusing the legal system to attack our basic freedoms, our bodily autonomy, and our democracy. At the same time, Republicans and their backers in the gun lobby show little concern for the national crisis of mass shootings. We need an across-the-board tightening of gun regulations for the sake of everyone's safety. And that starts with a ban on assault weapons. And the, the wave of migrants we're seeing right now Republicans are actually refugees of our policy. Any election they don't win. Uh, that's not stressed enough. The people should decide. Not the corporations, not the super PACs, and not the Republican conspiracy theorists. The contrast, they're clear. And the stakes are high. We can stop the right-wing attack on our rights and our democracy. We can win a government that has working people's backs. And I'm not alone in this fight. The people in my neighborhood in Humble Park and Albany Park and Belmont Cragen. Poor Haiti has, has gone into complete disarray since the last time we talked about it. And working people around the country update are ready one, to stand one evening. up for our families, for our communities, and for the best version of America. In Congress, I have the honor to work with outstanding colleagues who stand with me, including other new working family champions like Becca Ballin from Vermont, Greg Assad and Jasmine Crockett from Texas, Summer Lee from Pennsylvania, and Maxwell Frost from Florida. And we know that we can now that's, that's naming some rising progressive stars in the Democratic Party. In 2024. What we can't do is do it alone. It takes a movement. It takes working people locking arms to speak up for what we all need. Working families are the majority of this country. Tonight, I urge you to join the Working Families Party. Just text ACT to 30403. That way, we can build a working families majority in our government that will fight for all of us. Now, let's get to work. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the speech of the night that actually hit home. You want to watch Donald Trump again? It's short. It was crazy for those of you who weren't here for it. <laughs> because it's two minutes long, and it's just it's a wild ride the whole time. <sighs> I wish we'd got more C-SPAN questions. I was hoping they were going to go to midnight, but. For some reason, the feed cut out on us. Here's the real State of the Union. <laughs> Over the past two years under Biden, millions and millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries, 
have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling poison to kill our people and to kill our children. Savage killers, rapists, and violent criminals are being released from jail to continue their crime wave. And under Biden, the murder rate has reached the highest in the history of our country. That's not true at all. Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. It was too busy laughing to know, like, well, I mean, like, calling out Trump and trying to fact check Trump. You're like, that's not true. Wait a minute. Nothing you're saying is true. (laughs) Once in a row, gas prices have soared and are now going up much higher than even before. And the typical American family is paying $2,200 in increased energy and food costs each year. Joe Biden's weaponized Justice Department, and I'm a victim of it, is persecuting his political opponents. His administration is waging war on free speech. They're trying to indoctrinate and mutilate our children. He's leading us to the brink of World War III. And on top of all of that, he's the most corrupt president in America. <laughs> he is not a billionaire. He's not even close. But the good news is we are going I hate to, I hate to correct you like that. He's, just, he's not a billionaire. And disaster that Joe Biden has created. I am running for president to end the destruction of our country and to complete the unfinished business of making America great again. We will make our country better than ever before. And we will always put America uh, first. Probably the white ones. Let's say Australia, New Zealand, uh, Switzerland, Sweden, England, Germany. Uh, anywhere he can get like a model girlfriend, possibly. <laughs> Why'd you let us down, C-SPAN? Yeah, they totally went off. We can watch the uh, student cam. Wait a minute. Can't watch it. There. I, thought, I thought we were doing like a spelling bee. Gonna be gonna be honest with you. Do we, do we want to watch the re, the the Spanish response? I don't speak Spanish. Let's, let's give it a go here. Sexto Distrito en Arizona. Es un honor poderme dirigir a ustedes desde el Capitolio de los Estados Unidos. Let's see, let's see how batshit crazy a Spanish language Republican is. Como el primer emigrante de México elegido para el Congreso Federal del Estado de Arizona. So he's Mexican. Hace apenas unas cuantas semanas tomé juramento en mi puesto. That looks to be a first-term congressman. Congress ya me he dado cuenta que Washington necesita una nueva perspectiva. Yo emigré a Estados Unidos con mis padres cuando era niño, en busca de una mejor vida, de una nueva oportunidad, y llegamos para luchar por el sueño americano. Un sueño que mi esposa Laura y yo tenemos la oportunidad de vivir. Y queremos que nuestros seis hijos, al igual que cada estadounidense, tenga aún mejores oportunidades de alcanzar sus sueños. La primera vez que juré ante la Constitución fue el día que me hice ciudadano de los Estados Unidos. La segunda vez que juré ante la Constitución fue el día que me hice miembro del Congreso de Estados Unidos. Estoy agradecido por las oportunidades que nuestro gran país le han dado a mi familia 
y a millones de familias en busca del sueño americano. Y hoy estamos en really nuestra nación. Ahora más que nunca, necesitamos luchar agresivamente por los valores que han hecho posible el sueño americano para tantos. Like Pero como podemos ver, el presidente Biden y su administración continúan impulsando políticas que lastiman a nuestras familias. Los resultados hablan por sí mismos. El costo de vivienda está fuera de control. La leche y el pan siguen Y ahora comprar huevos parece un luxury. La gasolina aún sigue cara. Las prices son demasiado todo lo que consumimos. Es casi imposible comprar casa por el costo y las tasas de interés tan altas. Y la crisis de drogas. Y destruyendo familias. La sobredosis de fentanilo es la causa más alta de muertes entre jóvenes en mi condado, sobrepasando a los accidentes automovilísticos. Really, I it was guns. Lamentablemente, eso está sucediendo a través de todo el país. Es una crisis. Fentanyl es el número uno causa de muerte en jóvenes. El presidente Biden nos quiere decir que todo va a Pero ¿por qué no nos sentimos de maravilla? El sueño americano parece inalcanzable. Y lamentablemente, el presidente sigue sin ejercer liderazgo al no presentar ningún remedio viable. No ha tenido soluciones y claramente aún no las tiene. Pero los republicanos de la Cámara de Representantes ya estamos comenzando a ofrecer una dirección diferente. Una dirección que enfrenta directamente los temas más importantes para las familias de nuestro país. Bajo el liderazgo del presidente de la Cámara de Representantes, Kevin McCarthy, Hemos hecho un compromiso con Estados Unidos, un compromiso con cada uno de ustedes, que da prioridad a una economía fuerte, a una nación segura, a un futuro basado en libertad y a un like, how, like, the Spanish language is pretty and it flows and everything, and that's just how clunky and ugly the English language is. Like he, he sounded so poetic and, and, and flowing, and then just Kevin McCarthy. Tierno, que rinde cuentas. Necesitamos proteger y fortalecer el futuro del Seguro Social y Medicare. El cortar estos programas no es una opción. Combatir la inflación al frenar el gasto que sube los precios de productos de consumo diario. Aumentar la seguridad fronteriza. Invertir en infraestructura y tecnología para evitar el tráfico de droga y el tráfico humano. Asegurar que todos los estudiantes puedan tener éxito y dar una voz a los padres. Defender la seguridad Al invertir en un ejército eficiente y eficaz y a nuestros veteranos. Ayudarles con todas sus necesidades veterans, y económicas. Tomar con seriedad la amenaza que China presenta prosperidad. Restaurar nuestra independencia energética y reducir el precio de la gasolina y la electricidad. I don't know what they mean by like energy independent. la seguridad pública. Hacer el costo de consultas médicas más transparente y fácil de comprender. We've never been energy independent. Like we, we like one or two years, we, we exported more than we imported. No uno con líderes que siempre tengan excusas y se enfoquen más en criticar al otro lado y al otro partido. Doesn't want to focus on criticizing the other party. Podemos hacer mejor. 
He says Congress can do better, and we must do better. That we're going to protect the American dream. Fortunately, Dusty died a few years ago. Dad worked as a bus driver in Tucson. Give my sisters and me a chance at the American dream. Showed his children the value of work. Work, 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 work. Taught us to love our country. He also taught us that with determination and hard work, there are no limits in this great nation. Mom has been the pillar of faith in our family. He's praying and reminding us that with faith, everything is possible. Says Poppy would be proud of him. Alcanzamos la ciudadanía. Conduzco un autobús la mayoría de la del Congreso de los Estados Unidos. ¿Dónde más pudiéramos tener nuestra historia? La respuesta es sencilla en ninguna otra parte del mundo. El país de la oportunidad. Y como mi historia hay muchas. Existen millones de personas, migrantes o no, que han tenido la oportunidad de crear su historia de éxito en diversas áreas. Por eso es importante seguir luchando por nuestro país. Creemos en la responsabilidad individual y en el excepcionalismo americano. Uh, American exceptionalism. He came right out and said it. Éxito financiero solamente. Se trata de freedom to pursue happiness. Es por eso que el sueño americano es un sueño creo firmemente. Es un sueño que estoy viviendo. Es un sueño que nos une a todos. Es un sueño que está vivo. Es un sueño que vale la pena defender y que unidos podemos hacer realidad. Pongamos a un lado las divisiones y enfoquémonos en los resultados. Así podremos mantener ese sueño vivo para las próximas generaciones. El futuro de nuestra unión es fuerte, porque nuestra gente es fuerte. Podemos sobrepasar cualquier obstáculo. Y que Dios siempre bendiga a los Estados Unidos. Bueno, I think statistically a lot of people are, are bilingual now, most Americans. And so you kind of pick up what he was saying. Overall, he was a pretty good speaker. He seemed uh, not as batshit crazy. He was picked by Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy to give that rebuttal. Uh, what, was, what was that dude's name again? I lost the article now. What the nope, that's not it. I'm sorry. First term congressman. Representative Juan Siscamani from Arizona. Representative Juan Siscamani from uh, Arizona. Just sworn in last month. Oh, you guys, an animal video before we get out.
course. You want to see the one from earlier for those who uh, weren't here. Go ahead and we'll watch the video from Because it's cute as fuck, so why not? Then I'll get you a fresh one. And, and then we'll pack it up and go home. To be honest with you, I've streamed something like eight hours one night and 11 hours another night. Like, I've been streaming late hours the last few nights, and this night felt longer than any of those. <laughs> just, just saying, and I'm a political wonk. So, thank you guys. Thank you guys for sticking around with me. Oh, it felt longer than any of those. There's a deer sneaking up on a cat. I don't know that the cat notices the deer yet. No, I can't kick you. I can't. Maybe tomorrow night. I can't tonight. I feel like I've been streaming for a little. Watching TV and stand-up comedy, music videos and shit. Been a lot of fun. enjoyed it another animal video need to, there are animals in the discord do I do want to point that out fresh fresh animal pictures and videos in the discord here this is a repeat but this one's this one's too good. Everybody loved this one. We'll do it again. It's like the dog bus. I had to play it a few days in a row. Uh, let's watch this doe try to make friends with this cat, though. Hey, pussy, what you doing? Checking it out. What you got over there? You got some food? You got something I can feed on? I see you might not like me. Buffing up a little. Back away from this cat. Don't want to wipe me in the face. I wonder if this dude walks walks in. Right after the deer uh, rinses away, I wonder. I wonder if he was off to the side there, it's like, like watching, trying to be real still. Looks like he's gonna feed the deer. He got a cell phone with him, so he might have been he might have been watching like on a ring camera or something. Dude's got a I I dig this backyard. 
That's a hell of a backyard to have. I'm totally into that. I might, I might want a little garden over. Oh shit, no. Be a great place to smoke. You're exactly right. Big chuggins, big chug chungus, big chungus 420. I'll smoke to that. You'd also run into trouble if you try to trying to have a garden back there. Uh, you're gonna run into uh, animals like that deer right there coming up and trying to get in your in your veggies. You you need to start you a little fencing out of your out of your maters. That's a hell of a backyard. Judging by the trees, do you think that's the Pacific Northwest? Here in Washington, Oregon. Be a little more mountainy than that. Very lush. I would like to see the cat uh, up and attack the doe. And that doe is just minding its own business. It's just trying to say hi. It ain't like it ain't uh, like it come over and try to curb stomp the cat or anything. I wonder if it made a noise there. I mean, like it shook its head and its ears went back and it kind of it opened its mouth. I wonder if it made some kind of I don't know the kind of noise deer make. No cats make weird ass noises when they're around weird animals. Not weird animals, but you know, strange animals. That's, that's the problem. Cat be like, <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it. Cats are rough. We got a kitten over here that'll beat your ass. I don't care how big your chungus is. This kitten will will give you what for. <laughs> that was our animal video from earlier because I, I I asked everybody before the State of the Union when we when we were finding out what that news be doing. Like you want an animal video now or do you want an animal video later? And then I was like, well, what's wrong with me hoarding animal videos? I should give you two animal videos. You get an animal video now and an animal video later because we deserve it. Oh, so this we we played this one on the show before, but this is this is so super cute. This is a fossa. This is a fossa rolling in hay. I'd never even heard of the animal until I played the uh, clip the other day. Fossa rolling in hay. 
adorable, and it's kind of like a big cat. I would totally try to cuddle it and probably lose my life. But it is adorable. It 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 cat like, but it has a really long tail. I mean, I think I looked it up the first the the first time we played it. Okay. Got like the phylum and the genius and everything. A slender, long-tailed, cat-like mammal is endemic to Madagascar. It's a member of the Uriopelaridae family of carnivorous and closely related to the Malagasy cat, Malagasy civet. Also, is the largest mammalian carnivore on Madagascar has been compared to a small cougar. It converged, uh, ev convergently evolved many cat-like features. Ida, good evening. You cuddle with it and win. Well, well, as long as, long as we're playing older videos here, hold You're, you're telling me that you would do like this woman did in Kuwait. Which, I've played this one multiple times too. And this one's got sound. Are you telling me you'd do this? cracks me up. I don't even know, like, if you're listening to the podcast audio of this, I don't even know how to describe that. I mean, I, I tried to do it last time we played this. It is, it is a woman holding a very big kitty. Probably like a teen, maybe. Teen years of a, of a, of a kitten's life because it's smaller than, like, a big, big kitty. Just walking with it down the street it is wailing its 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 leg. Well, it, like like it didn't want to cooperate. Like we got to go home now. And you're like, no, I want to play some more or something. So I picked him up. <laughs> no, no, we gotta go back home. She's got other things in her hand as she's carrying this big ass cat. So I have I don't really know what's going on here. <laughs> Does the description tell us anything? It just says a normal day in Kuwait. <laughs> Wife material. <laughs> I a normal day in Kuwait is all the information that we have. This is like somebody's cell phone video. 
evening time, maybe seven, eight o'clock in the evening. Just a woman walking down the alley with her big cat that's throwing a hissy fit. But when, like, when it gets up there, it's definitely looking like it wants to play. You can play with it before you take it uh, home. Hire it out, exactly. Energetic puppy. That noise is wild, though. Multiple animal videos. A State of the Union address that seemed like it took fucking forever. Is deserving of multiple animal videos before we get out of here. Back to the fossa. Did it have sound? Oh, doesn't have sound I can play. Absolutely adorable. Been a fun night. Uh, if you're watching on Twitch, bag, what's up? Welcome, my friend. You came right at the at the ass end. This fossa is showing their ass. Find out what that news be doing. We watched that State of the Union address. Found out what that Biden be doing. And now I feel like you guys, you need some music. So, if you are watching on Twitch. You're gonna head over to Local Love on Echoplex Media. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night. Patrol Patrol.